0: What up, party people? It's your boy Tommy G here with episode 62 of the No Mercy podcast. I brought on none other than Pat Mayo after our episode 3 recap. Had to bring him on for the full season recap. And he brought a guest on with him. You may know him as Cust or Tim Endercust. But at Tim Anderson 87 came on to join the festivities also. And we basically recapped the whole season, the whole last episode. We graded it, what we would have changed in the endings. And I did make an error at the end of this podcast or middle, wherever it was, uh, when we talked about the contest that we did, I said that the winner of the contest that you guys put in submissions for won a free t-shirt. That is false. It was $100 in credit to EliteFantasy.com or EliteSportsBetting.com. So that was $100 in credit to the winner. You're going to have to listen to find out who won. But those of you that didn't win, we are lighting the world on fire, especially if you're a gambler. I personally am like 25-4 and in my last 29 bets that I've put in on the betting side. So you too can be a winner using promo code launch20, launch20 because we just launched two new websites for elitefantasy.com or elitesportsbetting.com. Anything you want promo code launch20, 20% off the whole entire site for a limited time. So enjoy the episode, subscribe, download review, but without further ado, hit it Miyagi. You must see us for the week. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. What up? Get weird. Your boy Tommy G here with episode 62 of the No Mercy podcast and episode I don't know what of the Pat Mayo experience because with Game of Thrones wrapping up, I got to bring my boy back on Pat Mayo, joining us game of thrones wrap up and i hear you have a special guest who so i'm going to let you announce
1: yeah so i figured it was time for us to get back in. i've been trying to avoid coming on the past few weeks I, I, i've been busy you know me Thanks, I, pat. I'm, always, Thanks, I'm, always, pat. I'm always doing stuff but i wanted to make sure that i was here so we could wrap everything up we hit the big episode after episode three and mm-hmm. I, I at the time i just kind of preached every time that we talked like let's see how it wraps up and then we'll make our judgments and i mean i probably just should have stopped watching at some point but you know that, that's me <laughs> but i when you say episodes of the pat mayo experience i think we're at I mean, over the past two years since I went to DraftKings, I think this is episode like 1,068 or something like that. Overall, episode like 2,700. So, you know, the Pat Mayo experience, we're always pumping out hot garbage every single day. If you need stuff to be like (laughs) mad about, I got like an hour of stuff for you to be mad about. Terrible gambling picks, bad pop culture stuff, it's all there. But if I need to delve into like the worst of pop culture, there's always one man that I bring on. He'll be joining us. His name is Tim Undercaste
0: tim and August.
1: that is not my name heard it was tommy did you hear <laughs> no, it was
2: walk and call me <laughs> tim breaker of chains uh you know tamer of dragons king mother of the Grass sea. those are the usual names i get called
0: mother of bad takes yeah i actually thought your name was andercust for about a year and a half tim great right. yeah so i think everyone else does too right pat
1: I-, I think so i mean it is his name that's how people know him so that was,
0: that's really it. I'm just excited to finally be on with and August. Just because I get that stuck in my head every time Mayo says it, and I'll be walking around my house, Mayo, just going, Demandagust, like by myself you, with no one around. Do
1: you start jamming out to the theme music?
0: I do. I I, do. The theme music is is my favorite part. I have a. We need. We need a remix. We need a house music remix. Well, I don't know. I I,
1: I mean, I don't think that Tim's going to be like constantly on EDM. So I don't know if we do need like a house remix of this.
0: I just can't wait to get Tim's takes on anything. Like I want this to be like nine hours long and just bombard him with weird questions that like he's never been asked before. But this is going to be a definitely an interesting mix here. So. I guess we get right to it. So, Pat, I want to start with you for a second because when we were on last time, we did uh, No Mercy, Pat Mayo Experience, Joint Combo, you know, Gangbang podcast uh, a few weeks ago. And I was bitching like crazy, just losing my mind over what was going on. And you kept saying, We still got three more episodes. Give it some time. Don't judge it yet. You kind of hinted at it a minute ago. And I kept telling you, these writers are dumb. They're just going to fuck it up worse. And I am now more convinced on my stance from three episodes ago. Have you come over to the dark side after these last few episodes and given up that wait and see approach? Yeah, well, I got to give up the wait and see approach now because it's over. (laughs) (laughs) There's still all these cliffhangers. There's still 19 things. Now we got to wait for the sequel.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you—that's if the funny thing about it—is no matter how many people were disappointed and left disappointed by this season, if in three years' time they're just like, "Hey, Game of Thrones is back. We got Tyrion. We'll see. We'll check in. What's going on?" Like everyone is lining up immediately to see what's going on. Like the funny thing about all the outrage about this final season is no one stopped watching it. Everyone just started hate watching it. Like it was. The
0: ratings got bad. Ratings got pretty bad. We
1: don't know what the ratings are. HBO only releases the ratings like. The third episode was, like, the highest-rated cable show, like, single viewing of all time. It had, like, 20 million viewers, which is absolutely outrageous. And it didn't really matter what the – I mean – That was kind of the part of it, too. Like, it didn't really matter to HBO what, like, the week-to-week ratings were because all they cared about were the people that signed up for HBO right before the season started because that's where they make all their money from. So to them, they were like, fuck it. Let's go. Um, I would give – if we had to grade the season, I'd give it a C minus. I thought there were – like, the story elements were just stupid at some point. Like – When they said it was only going to be six episodes, they really should have brought on, like, a British showrunner that exclusively deals in these, like, three, four, five, six episode arcs, and they can actually tie things together. They were just left with so much story for six episodes that they didn't even give one of the plot lines its due. They just tried to tackle everything, wrap everything up quickly, and they just left everyone completely dissatisfied there was no character growth, really. It was just like, hey, this happens, then this happens, then this happens, then this happens. The only thing that like really stood out to me from the season as being incredibly good. And Tim said that the third episode is a complete waste of time. And I I thought it was actually, it was like edge of your seat, what's going on, mainly because it was hard to tell what was going on the entire time. But that episode, I thought episode two was actually really good. uh, Now that I kind of go back and think about it, it was probably by far the best of the season. But that action sequence, like they made all this hype about the longest action sequence ever, the Battle of Winterfeld. The Destroying the City with the Dragon was, like, top-tier, high-level movie filmmaking. It was incredible. Like, it, it was kind of nonsensical, and the story itself was bad around it. But, like, the visuals from that episode were absolutely fucking incredible. Like, that's where the money went. That's where all the time went. And when they should have been assessing the story and trying to figure out decent ways to wrap things up, it felt like it was half hands half fan service of, like, oh, yeah, the Sam, Sam writes the book at the end, and, like, John kills Danny. Like, yeah, we could have got to that in a better place, but there were movie-making elements that were really big on this, and I think that goes hand-in-hand hand with the two showrunners going off to do the Star Wars movie, that this is where their interest lies now, that these big huge set pieces and before in Game of Thrones we had these set pieces but they'd be once a season so you'd have this lead up to it that was a huge build and everyone would get excited for these huge set piece episodes but then there would be the proper fallout from it too the reaction to what happened and that's the part that was just missing over this season was what was the actual fallout of this stuff it it doesn't take 10 minutes to do that it used to take You know, not only one episode to wrap up what was going on, but it would lead into the next season. It was still impacting people and setting people on their own journeys. So that's the part. It just felt so convoluted and it wrapped itself up so quickly. I don't really know what you would do with the final episode. You probably come up with a better ending, but
0: do more than that.
1: The ending of it really reminded me of like the final Lord of the Rings where you kind of have to give an epilogue to the story. And they decided to do that with like the final 40 minutes of the episode, which I thought was strange, too.
0: Uh, everything was strange timmy what was your take
1: well i mean i guess i have a few takes
0: uh go nuts
2: well i mean it's different than the end of the lord of the rings because at least the lord of the rings was a fleshed out story uh where do we begin here i mean there's, there's little <laughs> things that are problems like how are there dothraki hanging around king's landing they've had so like many episode, and th- did, did some of them just like hang out somewhere else during the battle uh, uh for winterfell that that just doesn't make any sense i guess it just, they needed to have them there so she could speak both Rocky one last time. I, I have no idea. Uh, I was annoyed that in the end, Bran as a raven in episode three didn't pay off at all. With him, I remember around, everyone's like, oh, don't worry, that will pay off. They wouldn't show us that. It's Chekhov's <laughs> gun. Yeah, it didn't pay off. It was a complete waste of time, as was most of his character. I mean, in the end, he became tangentially relevant to the story. And in the end, they would let him be king. Okay. But the kingdom he comes from immediately secedes from the kingdom. That's the, <laughs> the kingdom. only one. The and only people he... to
0: turn down his rule and were the, the people he was related to.
2: And the reason that that kingdom secedes is because they will not bend their knee to the south, which <laughs> would be run by a stark king. The whole logic of it is shot through with more holes than Swiss cheese. You, you, that is a Gordian knot. You can't untie. You can't defend that. It just makes no sense. So that part is foolish. The Danny story c- cashed out. That was fine with me. They spent eight seasons with her teaching us that she was like a liberator of men, that it was her job that she was wound up with so much zeal that she wouldn't be stopped. She's like Alexander the Great crossed with Julius Caesar, crossed with like Woodrow Wilson, all in one. <laughs> and and he met her fate, right? She met the fate of all people. Uh, throughout history that are great leaders who want to like liberate the whole world uh that eventually they're taken down by their blind ambition right she had that great the best scene in last episode was one with her and john where she said like they don't get to choose what's right or wrong we get to choose what's right or wrong like those words could have come out of julius caesar's mouth or napoleon's mouth and well meant like they thought they were doing what was right for the world Uh, and so i think that whole storyline cashed out uh, the John storyline basically cashed out. Um, oh, no, no, mis- no. He was a misfit everywhere he went. Uh, he wasn't an interesting character, so his ending, in the end, shouldn't have been all that interesting. He just goes to live up north. I mean, that was tattooed to us four episodes ago, or whenever it was, when the, they sent the wolf up north. How, you know, how can you walk? say
0: the John story? I, can't, I don't even know if I can let you finish this thought. Okay. How could you say the John storyline? Of all the storylines in the show, I agree with you that Bran didn't cash out at all. Like, like, literally, is the only person in the show outside of maybe Arya who has fucking superpowers and didn't use them. We went through episodes where Bran was talking about, well, I can warg into like a raven, but a, but Hodor's too big. I don't have that kind of power yet. You think you're setting up for his strength going like Luke in Star Wars, where eventually he'll be able to warg into a dragon and do something with that. We never got that payoff. He says, maybe I could see where the dragon's going and doesn't check to see where the (laughs) dragon's going to let us know. So I guess in the sequel, we'll find that out. So I'm with you on brand. What part of John paid off? His whole mission, the whole show, was to kill the Night King. And all he did in his battle to the Night King was fall off a dragon, fall down, scream at a dragon, and basically get saved by a girl who had no intention of killing the Night King. Then he was a Targaryen, which you thought he was the rightful heir to the throne. That never paid off because no one even found out about it. He didn't even need to be a Targaryen to kill Danny because he could have just killed her as Jon Snow. So the Targaryen thing didn't pay off. Then we thought he was going to be king because he's you know led the north and led the wall and led all this. And he basically got banished. His own brother turned on him, sent him home. The only thing that paid off was him reuniting with Tormund and his dog. And honestly, the wolf should have never left and Tormund should have been there to fight Cersei. So even that was ridiculous because he was on the wall six years ago and and he just went back to where he was. So I don't see where a single payoff in
2: Jon was. Unless you believe, as I do, that Jon Snow's character is actually just about human reticence and about unfulfilled opportunities and unfulfilled potential. Uh, That has been Jon Snow from the beginning. He has always fallen short of somebody who could be someone. He's someone who's a a lump of clay, which could be molded into something great, and at every turn has failed, and in the end is reticently going up north to be away from the world. I mean, in some ways, he's not an antihero, but he's not a hero either. He's like Cincinnati's picking up his plow after he saved Rome. Like, there's something about him that just makes you want to shrug your shoulders. So in that sense, I thought it was true to who he was. He was someone who was never going to fulfill uh, the hopes and dreams some of us had wished upon him
0: but wouldn't it have been better, you think timmy if they if they had John volunteer himself to go up north, like I would have rather had that where John comes down with Tyrion because we know John kind of wants to be up there, right like like you oh, said sure. he so I think it would have been better payoff if they said John we're going to free you, and he said, no, you know what, I betrayed my queen, gray worm's yeah. right. I'm gonna send myself up to the wall and go up that way. I thought that's at least a little better payoff for me. Than
2: maybe, just maybe that's right, and that would have shown character growth yeah. because John's throughout of his whole life has never been that's the he, honor thing. Like John didn't choose to be Lord Commander of the Nights Watch; he was elected, sort of against his will. He didn't choose to be the person who had to lead people against the Night King; he was sort of forced into it. He didn't choose to be a Targaryen. Like John has it's sort of had the a- North yeah. on him, but the fact that he didn't have character growth, I guess, underscores that sort of human inability sometimes to grow. Like, someone tweeted uh, yesterday, yesterday, last it. night, what is the nature of this sh- whole show in one tweet? And I tweeted that in the end, no matter how hard you try, the wheel will break you. You can't break the wheel. That's what this story was about. So, Mayo.
1: I, I want to throw out. What if it... So, the reason that I always said to give it to the end of the season is, if it had, like, a really kick-ass ending that people really got on board with, people would have revisionist history about the entire season. That I'm they
0: just would... kind of shocked you still had confidence in them, though.
1: I, I mean, I just wanted to see how it played out. I just wanted to see how it played out. Because I read this, because I thought something was coming. Because I read, uh, I was just, someone had, like, it filtered through my timeline, and I read it, I was like, this would be a really good ending if it mm-hmm. happened, that we were so convinced at the end of the last episode, you know, Danny goes mad, everyone's like, oh my God, we need to kill Danny. What if it turned out that when bran was when bran was marked by the night king that he was slowly actually turning back into the new night king and it was him Mm -hmm. that took over the dragon that went and fucking wiped everyone out and then they had to go deal with bran i think that would have been the better ending That
0: creative storytelling exactly like like let's do this for a second then so first first mayo give me your take on the kind of little mini debate here between me and timmy where did john actually pay off his storyline
1: I don't think it was a full payoff. I'd say he got about eighty percent of the way there. I'm with you. Like the whole like him being a Targaryen really didn't fucking mean anything. Didn't matter. Like it was. He could have done
0: everything the same by being Jon Snow.
1: Yeah, and then you just don't have that. And that's sort of the thing. Like you had all these plot lines that needed to get resolved, and then instead of actually resolving any of them, they just like twenty percent tried to resolve some of them, which just makes people pissed off. Like you'd you'd be better off not even just talking about it ever again. If you know that you only have these six episodes, like, they built up the Night King to be this big bad, but then you get rid of him in episode three, so you're like, oh, it's gotta be Cersei. But then you get rid of Cersei in, like, 20 seconds. So, mm-hmm. it, it felt like they should have picked their spots better. Like, if they had known they had 12 episodes left at the beginning, how long was season seven? Was that six or eight episodes?
0: Seven, I mean, and, th- seven and seven six, and six, I believe seven, they were, yeah.
1: so, so you have 13 episodes left, and you know that's all you have left. You need to start plotting it a little bit better. Like, what actually matters here, what doesn't matter, and maybe don't make the Night King. Maybe end last season with the Night of the fight with the Night King, and then you have these yes. six episodes to dedicate to you know, yes. the fight between them, or go the opposite way, have them kill off Cersei at the end of season seven, and then you're actually fighting with the Night King for who survives and who doesn't survive. But I guess from the last episode, I kind of like the Tyrion stuff. Like, oh, I, that
0: was trash. everything. Yeah, well, all right, I, just, ahead, I,
1: I just thought that he. Despite his character being like written into the ground, I thought that Dinklage was still really good the entire. Dinklage season. didn't.
0: Dinklage definitely didn't like the way his character was written. If you see some of his comments on that, yeah, online. But,
1: but like he still like that's the one thing. Like even if you have bad material and you have actors to elevate it, it felt like no matter how foolish some of the Tyrion stuff was, he was always so good at it that it made those scenes seem very bearable. And better. I think
0: you could have. I think you could have had Tyrion read the phone book, and it would have been interesting because he's such a good actor, Dinklage, but. I said it. I don't know if it was with you or with Pizzola and then Tim, I'll kick to you about this. Cause I think you have a similar opinion. I think they completely fucked up Littlefinger and Tyrion's characters, like just mm-hmm. completely fucking mangled two of the four best characters, arguably the two best characters in the history of the show and just wrote him into shit. I think the characters were too complex and in depth for these idiot writers. And I don't think they even knew what to do with them. So they just kind of pivoted and fucking buried them. So Tim,
2: I mean, I do agree that they mishandled both Littlefinger's character and Tyrion's. I, I think we can lay those cards on the table that they took, the, they advanced the ball so far down the rugby field, but then they just got stopped short of the line. Rugby like
0: they, analogies they, are fantastic but they ones to
2: use, get it in, right? Like, in, they, you could move it. They didn't get it. They didn't get it where they needed to be. Tyrion's story. I mean, he starts yesterday with him peeling off one layer of bricks to unveil. Oh, to dude! Ripen- I thought it was, was the, the only
0: one, one Tim. Dead I just, really? I thought it was the only one oh my god I can't believe you just said dude I've talked to 10 people about this show today Tim and I said does anyone else have a fucking problem with the fact that there was fucking six bricks on top of Cersei and Jamie? and everyone was like oh now you're nitpicking I'm like dude there was six bricks like yeah. you could have done the same thing with a pile of bricks and just kind of fast forwarded the process like see you know one scene he's picking off a couple and then he's tired and sweating a second later and all the bricks are gone like there's six bricks. They got hit in the head. I got hit in the head with a fucking tire iron. And I stood up three seconds later. How much worse could a brick be? All you needed was the hand coming out of the brick. Yeah. Like, all you Dude, needed. Thank you. It. But
2: instead, they chose to, do, to take, it, take the cheap route and give us that shot of Jamie and Cersei back in the womb holding on to each other again. like Because they had to bash us over the head with symbolism because we're not smart enough to get it. We I didn't think. get it, exactly. Yeah, we didn't I get it the first time. The and then like everything he did in last night's episode, unfortunately, was terrible. The, in, if we're being real to form gray worm would have run him through immediately upon uh danny saying take hold of him danny did not keep prisoners she wouldn't have kept him in a cell for days on end the, that that is not believable he would have been killed immediately then he is allowed to give a very boiler <laughs> for the unconvincing of the lords of westeros to convince them to elect a king because he wants them to i mean Watching that, unless the lords of Westeros are all very, very dull and very gullible, there was no reason to be convinced by that sort of lackluster speech to choose Bran the Broken. He's really talking up his candidate by calling him the Broken, right? Uh, let's let's vote for this guy to be the... I just found the whole thing to be foolish. Oh, who's got a better story? Well, Bran's story is not better than Tyrion's story.
0: Or Sansa's story. Sansa's oh, story is oh, better than Bran's story. And by the way, Tim, I, my last tweet from last night before I shut it down was, just to kind of tell the people who weren't watching and didn't understand Game of Thrones, the prisoner who is being sentenced to death has chosen the new ruler of Westeros while on death row. Like, that right there just sums up the whole Tyrion And Gray Worm scene. is fine with it. He's, and he's like, good oh yeah, with it. Yeah. I,
2: get, I guess you do. Because <laughs> he's a king for some well, reason. if
0: you guys all voted, then fuck it. Like, well, I guess that's what we have to do. Well,
1: well if that was going to be the thing, like, if Gray Worm wasn't going to kill Tyrion and we, like, acquiesce to him going out and speaking on behalf of the lords and trying to
0: convince them, like, <laughs> why did
1: John have to go to the wall?
0: <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It doesn't make sense. Like, John should Stop have volunteered himself but, well, wh- to the wall. Why,
1: why didn't we get the scene where Gray, like, it's just like, yeah, we have John as a prisoner. Isn't there something they could have filled in there? Like dude, someone coming hat. up on finding John stabbing Danny?
0: <laughs> These guys are so anti-capture. It is insane. We didn't get to see how Masande got captured. We didn't get to see how Jamie got captured when he tried to escape and they recaptured him. We didn't get to see how Jon Snow got <laughs> captured. Like, dude, Drogon burnt the shit out of everything and took Danny away, right? First of all, I'll talk later about how she, she should have become the night queen to end the episode or something but takes takes her away like in all reality john could have been like she's fucking gone and walked around and then when gray wearing comes over where is where is my queen he could be like, i don't know i haven't fucking seen her like no one <laughs> knows like she's gone i don't know i didn't fucking see her i don't know what happened to danny she left i don't know dragon burned some shit i wasn't there but the reality of it is if, if you got to assume like we're still assuming on the last episode of the season we're assuming that john turned himself in to I assume Grey Wormers Grey Worm would have killed him on the spot. Absolutely right. Like the Tyrion thing, I get it because Danny was still alive, you know, during a lot of that part, right? Like when Danny actually sentenced Tyrion to be put into chains. So Grey Worm's not going to do some shit unless Danny says it. Danny probably would have killed him, but her relationship with Tyrion may have caused her to say, "You're going to be a prisoner until I figure this shit out." So I can kind of buy that. But once Danny's gone and John's roaming around. The Unsullied are just murking his ass. There's no way he's in a prison.
1: Yeah. I mean, you couldn't have said it better. I I completely right. agree. Uh, I guess the thing is, like, if you had told me, because what apparently happened was that Jar Jar, I guess we have to call him now instead of George RR, he's just Jar Jar because it's been bad. Um, he gave him sort of like the outline of how this all ends. And obviously, there just wasn't enough time to flesh out many of this stuff. I'm curious to see if... I mean, not that I read the books. I can't read, so that's just lost yeah, on me. But that. If, if this is how the books actually end, and there's, like, two more no. books dedicated to this, and, like, these are the, like, Bran ends up King, which is completely plausible, I guess, in terms of how the books work, that if there's a way that he's fleshed it out that is somewhat along sort of, like, the same end points and sort of the same middle points, it's that stuff in the middle that we all missed, like... It seems like gaping plot holes and stuff like that because there, no, there was no filler in between. If you got that filler in terms of, like, long-form storytelling, I wonder if we'd feel differently about how this ended up. We're just mad because nothing, it, nothing was explained, and a lot of the stuff and, seems super out of character.
0: And this is it. And, Tim, I want your take on this, too, because I think you just nailed it, Pat, in that, in a nutshell, if you would have told me two years ago, right? Tommy, there's five more seasons left of Game of Thrones, all right, after season five. There's five more seasons left. And how it's going to end is John's going to do some big shit, have some big payoffs, and then he's going to end up back in the north with Tormund and Ghost. I'd have been like, okay, I could see that. Arya's going to do some big shit, get some big payoffs, and she's just going to disappear and go be an assassin somewhere else. Okay, I could see that. She
1: is now Christopher Columbus.
0: Right, Sansa's going to end up ruling the north. I could see that. Bran's going to end up being the king. Well, you're going to have to do some serious shit to sell me on that, but at least it's a stark. Like, you know, Danny's going to die and Drogon's going to carry her off. I could, so I, it all, the, the, what happened to the characters at the end isn't the issue. It's like you said, Pat, it's that it didn't make sense. There was no leading up to it. There was no proper storyline. There was too many plot holes to get to that ending. So if you took five seasons, I believe RR could write the same ending and fix it and make it incredible. This was just a fucking cop out, Tim.
2: Well, that ain't never going to be written because those books are never
0: going to be written. Well, I mean, that—that's so, that. Though, that, that,
1: so? that, yeah. that, no, I mean, that just sounds like an ender curse in the making, right there. They're gonna like drop tomorrow on Amazon.
0: <laughs> no. He's probably already written them. <laughs> so
1: the books will never be written. I, I agree
2: with what was said, but. Like that's a pro- that is the problem, right? It was unnecessarily rushed. It didn't have to be finished in thirteen episodes. Well, it did. There's no well it, it,
1: well, it did. It did have to be finished in well, thirteen. No, yes, it did. Yes, it did. As long as you yeah, and, it. and they did, and they were like, we don't want to fucking do this anymore.
0: The actors. did so it, that, it, but, 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 but it's
1: not just about the showrunners not wanting to do it. The actors didn't want to fucking do it anymore. Anyone who believes that is a fool. What are you and talking about? Because okay. this show made the
2: careers of every sure. single, person and, and in the it, career and, and the careers are never... made.
1: They're all rich as fuck now. Now they all want to uh-huh. go do other things. And you know what they don't want to do? Spend ninety, like well, not even ninety. I think they spent like three hundred and twenty days filming last year. They just don't want to do it anymore. No
2: one, not a single one of them, will ever do anything that approximates as big as this. No one. They will. Ne- the first line in all of their obituaries will be that they were in this. Sure, and, 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 and being because... and
1: being on it longer is not going to change that
2: well it does if this is your magnum opus and you decide oh we're just going to short circuit the ending because we're tired of this and therefore vitiate and ruin the last part of the show because we just want to get it done that is indefensible that is sloth that is not saying oh i wanted to do other stuff i wanted to go make star wars like that's crazy if that's your reasoning that is bad that is not a defense of, of making things uh, go, going faster that's just it, there's
1: that there's, is... there's no defense for it to make it faster i'm just telling you that's what fucking happened well, I don't dispute that that's what and, happened. And, and, I'm saying, and listen, that's maybe, maybe that's you do this. Maybe you do the same thing for ten straight years, every single day, and you just get fucking sick of it. That's what happened with a lot of these people. Oh, I, I, what I, a
2: hardship! What a hardship it must have been. <laughs> I, I mean,
1: <laughs> you 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 human. you do something every day for ten years, and you tell me how fucking much you enjoy it after. If 10 you're going to pay me as much money. They as already they got started. paid. They're all they multimillionaires. Yeah, again, they, I they don't, cashed out. You, you're just,
0: Cersei, Cersei got a million dollars an episode to stand in a window. Yeah, just,
1: she just, would have gotten a million
0: dollars. I know. I, like, I there's no better money. job that Cersei had. Like nine speaking lines the whole yeah, season. It, she made nine. It's eight, eight million.
2: I don't buy it's about money. I don't buy it's about boredom. Like they can say like that could have been their reasons, but those are really bad reasons. And that if that's if if, if those are their reasons and it resulted in the end of their magnum opus becoming worse because of it, a pox on all of them. Well, I'm sorry you're too triggered.
1: I'm not, that, 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 I kind that, of agree that, with that, him there, Listen, make, listen you, 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 think, you I, think that people who don't want to do anything anymore, they just don't want to do it. And as a large group of them don't want to do it, you're telling them they have to do it. Here's, they don't want to fucking that do it anymore. I'm, yeah, you are. You're basically saying they have to do it because they've ruined no, this thing. But you but know I'm what? They don't, they don't have... give a shit. They got paid.
2: Well, again, most people don't think that way. No, so Tommy,
1: Tommy, do people
2: think uh,
0: that way? I will, say, I will say, I'm side with both of you here on different points. Both I do feel, I do, because you got to remember, these people, this was the beginning of most of their careers, right? Like most of these actors, yeah. we didn't know who the fuck they were before Game of Thrones. So obviously being actors and being of the creative mind and of the creative profession, they want to expand their reach. They don't want to be typecast. Sure. You know, they might already feel that after five seasons, I'm typecast and I can't go get a leading role in another movie. You know, outside Amelia Clark and maybe maybe Kit Harrington or one other. but So I do see that side of it, but the, the point I agree with Tim is I don't give a fuck. Like I have a right to hate you and troll you for fucking up my show because if you are going to do what Kevin Durant did to the Oklahoma City Thunder and just bounce and go to the next more profitable team like the Warriors, then yeah, Oklahoma City fans have a right to be like, fuck you, just like Game of Thrones fans have a right to be like, fuck you. You mailed in our show. Like you and the whole thing you guys were talking about, about season seven. I think I was alone on a mountaintop by myself screaming this. I actually quoted some tweets from last year and from earlier this year where I was saying that season seven was the worst season of game of Thrones by far. And it's not close. And everyone was like attacking me for it because the answer last year was it's a setup for season eight. And I was like, no, it's just bad because now they're going to have to rush season eight. Cause I agree with what you said. So, I thought season seven was dog shit, and I thought if they would have spent seven and eight, the last 13 episodes, tying up all the shit they needed to tie up in this season, we would have had a much better show. No one would have been mad. They could have gone and done Star Wars. Everything would have worked out fine. But I, I thought season seven was the core of the problem because there was way too much wasted time, way too much action, shoot 'em up, bang, bang stuff in season seven when we really needed to tie up storylines last season.
1: So two things on that one. I'm with you. People can be as mad as they fucking want. Like, I, I don't really care about that. I'm just telling you that if you, if it was me working as part of the show, I got paid out. And I think a lot of this had to do with like Rob Stark too, that when he gets killed off, and like, you don't see like many people pop up in other things. Like you have supporting roles and even like uh-huh. Amelia Clark ends up starring in a movie, Kit Harrington, even before like they get into the very hard shooting schedule, does that thing with like Andy Samberg in the tennis comedy mm-hmm. movie, which is quite funny. But then all of a sudden you see Rob Stark. He's starring on like British TV shows. He's winning Golden Globes. He's in one of the biggest TV shows of last year. And the other guys are sitting around like, fuck, I could be doing other things. Too. I'm still Khaleesi. Yeah. yeah like, I, I-, wish
2: I was in a show that was not as successful as the one I'm on.
1: <laughs> yeah I, I, I don't know that you, people you, think that well you don't really know how you, you really don't know how an yeah, artist I wish I, I you, you, do, you, and you don't
2: Man, I, wish I was on a shorter mountain no you see
1: you don't seem to understand that whatsoever do you you don't understand the creative really process like that, that. No. no no i mean it's very clear that you don't so i think that's crazy that's not that's not crazy that's how most artistic people want to uh, just evolve throughout their career they see different opportunities it also it also they'll have that chance two years from now oh
0: well in pat's defense it's also a matter of i'm a piece of the wheel of this show now i'm just one of the 40 characters on this show that makes it great or i can go do my own show and star in it and be the you know be lebron james in cleveland years ago when he had no supporting cast and did it so i mean none of them are that good do you want to be Allen Iverson or do you want to be Clay Thompson, right? When Iverson took nobody to the championship and got all the accolades. So I could see Pat's point how they'd want to be uh, in their own spotlight.
1: So the, but it, it, yeah. the, the other thing, too, is like, I mean, like I said, people are very, very much at – People love the show so much. They feel an ownership over the show and they're like very, very upset about it. And you, know, you can be mad online all you want. But I see people like even piling up in the mentions that we get. People are like, this ruined my night. If honest to God, a TV show is actually ruining your night, you should not be watching TV. You need to figure out your fucking life.
0: Bro, like- oh, they have therapists. Did, you get the, did either of you get tagged on the thing that there's like a therapy hotline for people who are upset about Game of Thrones? No. Like that. Oh, I gotta th- go find th- 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 it. Like, it's millennial ep- shit. Yeah, you can say
1: that is the epitome of soft culture. Like, get over right. it. It's a fucking TV show. You move along with it. your day. It sucked. You didn't like it. Fine. Then you can just, it's a TV show. Move on. Find another TV show to watch.
0: Go watch Barry. That's a great show. Uh,
1: I mean, but- Veep just ended too. I, Tim, did you watch the end of Veep?
2: Yeah. Veep, I, Veep's final season was like the perfect way that you do a final season. Yeah. Veep's, it was the best final season in television history.
1: Veep, I would say Six Feet Under's final season was the best, but that's me. uh Veep's final season was excellent. The last episode in general was just awesome. <laughs>
2: Amazing because it was a, just like a regular episode
1: until
0: yeah. like the very that's last. That's the episode. best way to do it. The well, best way to do it is just make it a regular episode. And that's
1: what story. made it so great.
0: Yeah. Don't try to go over the top. The Don't five try five to do too really, much.
2: Yeah. The last five minutes, they put a capstone on the series. Right. Exactly. Like it was just a regular episode. It was hilarious. They played to their character strengths this season. They were gut bustingly funny. It it was it was it was kind of funny that you had on HBO two really well. Beep's not a big show, but two shows that they pretty big show. Two shows that they push and one that's super super popular that people love that is letting their viewers down bit by bit. Another one that's just cranking out the hits
1: well it's also like the expectations one versus the other are like there's no, i don't know there, there's no pressure on veep to be good because i it's don't know oh, so. I, I would say that the pre, like if i mean we talk about this like in golf all the time uh, like you match up like at the pga championship you match up brooks and harold verner in the final group Harold Varner's never played in the final group before. He's going to go shoot 82. Will Brooks cruises to a win? Uh, if you ratchet up the pressure on anyone, like some people are just apt to crumble. And these guys crumbled in the final. I, but the,
0: the other side of it is Game of Thrones had sh- like, do you know how ho- it's, I looked at them like the warriors, right? Like they did such a great job for six years. Seventh year was like, all right. Everyone else thought it was fine. I didn't. I was, I was sliding off the bandwagon last year. I felt like I was on an Island. Now, I feel like I'm like this pioneer, like, haha, uh-huh, motherfuckers told you. But like, I just felt like it was so hard to fuck this up. If you would have just, it's almost like, uh, if they were you the set- 1995 Braves, they yeah, it's only all- won one world series. They should have won about six. It's, yeah, it was basically like, Dude, you, it's, it's like you have this perfect lineup, Pat, in a late swap culture on DraftKings, right? And you're in first place and everything's going perfect and you're in a baseball tournament and you have Clayton Kershaw as your pitcher left and you go, you know what? Instead of playing chalk here and just locking in the win, let me get contrarian here and try and start the pitcher against Kershaw and then he gets blown up and you lose. Like you literally, if they wanted to mail it in, we all would have been fine with Jon killing the Night King, Arya killing Cersei, probably wearing Jamie's face, put Sansa on the throne because she's been through around a lot, do something weird with Bran, and we're good. Like, you literally could it was so good for so long. All you needed to do was just play chalk in the last season, and we all would have been like, all right, you know what? There really weren't that many surprises, you know, but, but we got the brown eyes, blue eyes, green eyes thing. That paid off. Jon killed the Night King. That paid off. This paid off. That paid off. Jamie died. Cersei died. Danny. Di- it was so easy to not fuck it up. But then and they but, fucked but it up.
1: But then you would get, I mean, if that, if that's actually what happened, then you would just get accused of, oh, this is exactly what we thought was going to happen. But then, that's then, fine. But then you but, look at but, Breaking
0: but, Bad. Look at Breaking Bad.
1: See, you I don't I, hear I, I, a lot I of have, people. Yeah, but I have problems with the end of Breaking you Bad. You do, Bre- but break, you're break, a, you're but, a breaking cinema bad, critic. Breaking Bad should have ended with that episode of him up north in Vermont. That should have been the fucking end of the episode. Right, but guess what? Series. But instead, they 99... had to come back. They had to come back and make sure everyone felt good about it.
0: But, but Pat, ninety nine out of a hundred people, including me didn't have an extreme problem with the ending of breaking bad. It was You fine. did because you're you're very you're very critical of shows, right? I, you're in that you're you an like Custer in that 1%.
1: I felt like it ended properly and then there was two more episodes. Like that should yeah. have been like that should have been the, I agree. the sad I, you know ending what? it should have had.
0: You're not hearing anyone put Breaking Bad on the Sopranos lost Game of Thrones fucked up Dexter fucked up ending list. It'll uh, never be on that list. I wouldn't and even, when you're already I, the best I show ever, just avoid that list.
1: Yeah, That's but, all you got to do. Yeah, but Here's the thing. Game of Thrones wasn't going even if it had like it would have had to have a very spectacular final season to actually like it's a very in the moment thing to say that it's one of yeah. the best shows of all time it's one of the best shows of its type oh, of stop. all time but when you it start is, when is. you start talking about it like in a sopranos mix in the wire mix i i mean i think the bad men's probably still the best show of, i
2: told you deadwood is better than this show it is
1: yeah you, you do and listen you you turned out to be right deadwood is and deadwood's coming back to Deadwood's really is. good which is, I don't know, that, that's dicey uh, coming back this, uh, after this amount of time. But, like, it's it reminded me a lot of, and it turned out to be exactly the same, of what happened to Lost. Like, Lost was a fantastic show, and then it just got sewered at the end, and that's what happened to Game of Thrones. And, okay,
2: uh, hold, on, hold on, hold on.
1: And a lot of it had it's to be Game did, of Thrones and, and a lot, was
2: about a thousand times better than whatever the hell Lost put out for the last season. Lost was lost, defensible crap for the last season. There wasn't a good scene in there. And actually, was no, that is, oh, that's frustrating to even hear. Lost, <laughs> Lost ruined Get angry, So bad that if someone asked me and have in the past, should I watch Lost yes. start to finish? I tell them, no, don't waste your time. You will be frustrated. You will hate how it ends. If someone asked me today, should I watch Game of Thrones start to finish?
1: I would certainly recommend I, 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 th- I think you should just go watch both of them because I've done her lost rewatch over the past. Oh, uh, probably watched about six months ago. I, my, my wife, my wife hadn't seen it, so we went back and watched it. I actually, I've never seen it. I even told probably her after, after we got through season five, I was like, "We can just stop now if you want." Like that's enough. And then she was, she's like, "No, we should probably end this." I was like, "All right, let's go, <laughs> let's <laughs> go
2: for it." Like, right I, the I, time I watched I, Twin Peaks with you and we skipped like six episodes and end season two because you're like, "You don't need to see this."
1: Well, you didn't need to see. I it, mean, it, but that was. I a, mean, that's but the. But that was also that that element of twin peaks in season two is one of the most unique elements of any tv show of all time because everyone who did the show left the show for seven episodes like quit and then they came back to write the end (laughs) because they were like the the
0: thing about game of thrones like i'm gonna have to do a rewatch now i do have people and friends of mine who've binged it right who just started binging it a month ago a month and a half ago two months ago and like we said, they didn't have as big a problem with it all, right? Because it was the layoff. It was the weight. It was the fan theory. By the time they're finding out one thing, another thing's happening, right? So they're not They're You're kind of almost like it's coming at you too fast, right? To where everything seems rushed in the show. Rewatching game of Thrones, which I'm going to do. I'm going to rewatch it. I'm actually excited to rewatch the first six seasons just to get this fucking taste out of my mouth. So that's probably the next thing I'm going to do starting when we get off this podcast, but if someone asked me about Game of Thrones, even a year ago after what I thought was a disappointing season seven, I would have said it's my, it's my favorite show of all time on TV. Yeah, That's what I would have said.
1: Okay, I mean- Now I, I might tell I, them
0: to stop after season six.
1: Uh, I, well, I mean, if we talk about best episodes, I actually think the best episode is the final episode of season six. That's, an, like, it's not, it's among people's favorites, but I think that is just overall the best episode. When Cersei blows up the sept, like, yeah. that, that, that episode is fucking amazing. But go back to your sports analogy earlier, that I think that you can almost kind of piece together what's happening with the Warriors right now versus what happened to Game of Thrones. Like, there are certain elements of your team that you can lose and still be good. We see it with the Warriors, that mm-hmm. you lose Kevin Durant, and hey, everyone just kind of picks up their game, and the Warriors are just as good. We remember these Warriors. The problem is, let's say you lost Curry, and you didn't lose Durant. Would you still be winning at the rate? Would you got past Houston without Curry? I don't know. And it seems like Game of Thrones lost the the script of George RR R. Martin and taking that element out just sunk it.
0: I think I think the answer is Draymond and Clay, to use that same analogy. I think like, you know, Steph Curry is Cersei and, you know, uh, Kevin Durant is Danny. I think the core, the people who get the least credit are Clay and Draymond, right? Which would be the script and Tyrion and those secondary characters. To, to kind of give a solution to both of your debate before about should the show carry on? Yes, the show should have gone on five seasons. Guess what? If Jon Snow and Danny and one other person want to go do something else, fucking kill them off and keep it moving. We've done it since the beginning of the show. We've seen first it was Ned Stark, then it was Rob Stark, uh, then it was Jon Snow, then it was the show about Danny, then the show flipped about Tyrion. Like just kill him and bring someone else in. You could have killed off Bran easily if he wanted to go do something else. You could have killed off Danny and John, and you could have realistically kept this show going as long as you weren't getting a mass exodus. You keep Jamie alive, maybe you keep Cersei alive. You could have flipped the script if there were one or two main actors who said, We got to get the fuck out of here. It wouldn't be like losing, you know, Kramer and Seinfeld or Jerry and Seinfeld or something like you've. We, they've been doing this since the beginning. We just rotate main characters for eight years. Like, keep it rotating and keep people who want to keep doing it and get paid. Because I'm sure 85%, 90% of that cast did still want to get paid and did still want this to keep going. Yes. You could have killed off the other two.
1: And, and now, now what you have to wait for is, like, Kit Harington's career to flame out in five years. Which, Will, he's a
0: terrible actor. Yeah, he's, but not, he's not great. But do you guys agree with that? Kit Harington is... The worst actor on the show, and it's no, not close. No, Amelia Clark is the worst actor. She's the second worst. Uh, She's I, the second I, worst.
1: I, I actually thought Kit Harrington, like, because I went and watched, like, different episodes of, like, season one and season two as, like, the, over the past year and a half. Like, Kit Harrington is, like, a legit atrocity in season Atrocity, nine. and the like, accent changes but but, but but he gets significant, like, not, he's not good by the end, but he's not, like, a dumpster fire by the end. Like, he like, if you watch him at the very beginning, like, it's, he was. it's painful he was the- to watch his scenes.
0: I never, I never got past it, Pat, because I rem- I'm huge. Like this is the reason I know you guys love The Wire, and it's the greatest thing ever. I never made it past the third episode of The Wire because the acting was so bad. Oh, which, so,
1: which seems really crazy, by the way.
0: I know. I listen. I'm, I'm try I'll try and give it another chance again. I've tried it twice, and I I don't like bang bang shoot 'em up cop movies to begin with. Which and is, everyone.
2: That has it's not- like the fifth best show HBO ever put out. So just- I,
0: I agree. And everyone keeps telling me the why. And it's people who I trust their opinion. It's people who like other shows I like and, you know, aren- don't like bang, bang, shoot em up movies. They're saying it's not. I get it. I just thought the acting sucked. But Kit Harington in the first season, I remember when I was watching Game of Thrones and I was locked into it, I had to tough through his scenes. And I never really let him rebound from that. So I've always looked at him as a shit actor. And I think that's what kind of hurt this season a lot, that some of the most pivotal scenes of this season were Danny and John, and you just have shitbag, horrible fucking actor talking to shitbag, horrible fucking actor at what's supposed to be these really emotional, passionate scenes with all these interwoven, we're brother and sister, but we want to fuck, but you might take my throne. Like, there's so many angles in there. And I was just like, can we just show Jamie talking to Tyrion and shut these two the fuck up? I mean, like those were so those, bad. those
1: were really the two best scenes of the entire season were the two Jamie Tyrion scenes. Oh,
0: just have them talk. the whole. That's why I said if Jamie and Tyrion were willing to stay on the show with Cersei fucking you're good. Like let everyone else the fuck go keep Varys around and just let them just fucking talk for four more seasons. I'll watch.
1: I think a lot of the problem too was like even to go back to th- so much of that in between stuff like when we got really the Jamie Brienne stuff that was really good useless it was though. it was, it was it, no but it was them like walking like, the first time like when he got his hand cut off and they were walking oh back that to was KS2. good KS1. yeah back then yeah but but like that that build was just them walking along the King's Road and like talking mm-hmm. and then fighting people and then you know, having a moment. And I know a lot of people last season complained like L- Littlefinger's jetpack where he can just get around the world wherever he wants. That, <laughs> that, that became the biggest problem of the condensed episodes is that at for the first like five seasons, everyone was so f- far spread out on the world that you only had to check in with them once or twice an episode to show like their incremental progress to where they were going. And it would take them an entire season to get somewhere and then you get all that character building along with it. I think one of the biggest issues here is this cast did not mesh as well as maybe they thought it was going to because these characters yeah. were never actually together and then right. you could get you could cut around some of like the the duller parts or make stuff make stuff seem more interesting than it is in very small doses because you could have eight different locations in the course of an entire episode and then when you pile everyone together well now they're just stuck and if you want to put them somewhere everyone complains that they get there too fast like they wrote themselves into a well, corner. I think
0: maybe the, a- and, and the that- acting got exposed, yeah.
1: Yeah, a little bit because it's not – You know, this isn't Arrested Development. It's not an ensemble show. There's a lot of characters, but it's a lot of one-on-one moments and characters pairing off and just having them all together and some of this unique mixes that we hadn't seen before. Like, turns out Danny just doesn't interact well with anyone. And they could have – I, I like the way that they set it up for the first few episodes – um, and it was that was the one part of the season that I thought was actually somewhat subtle that did pay off. I could have used a bit more of it was the isolation that Danny was feeling from everyone else. Yeah. Uh, but they just fast forwarded so much after the battle of Winterfell to get to where they were going.
0: And which, she basically just said, like, I don't feel like they love you like they love me. Like, you didn't need to say that. Like, no, we just, were feeling just, that already. Just, you didn't need her, to tell us. Just, we her, got wa- it.
1: just her walking away. From that thing and like Varys kind of like watching, s- inside eyeing her. I think that was that was yeah. enough. We didn't need to pound that into the ground.
0: We didn't need the verbal confirmation of it, right? But,
1: but this also goes back to. And this is what I wanted to bring up off the top was whenever I'm in a situation like this and, like, I, we're, the three of us are in far too deep on this. And anyone listening to this is in far too deep. They're paying attention to who's hating it online and what's the instant reaction to everything. I called my dad this morning. My dad loves Game of Thrones. But he's never been on, like, the internet in his life. He has no fucking idea. I asked him. I was like, did you like the last? Season? He's like, yeah, I thought it was pretty fun. And I think that people who aren't super into it thought it was fine, to tell you the truth.
0: I, I think it's like
2: people who are just like, just aren't super online liked it.
0: Well, I think Tim, Tim, I think it's actually, I said, I've said from the beginning, I don't know if I said this on the pod with you, Pat, or if whether it was with Pazola, but I said the thing about Game of Thrones that made it great was I felt like in order to really, truly appreciate it, you had to have a certain level of intelligence. But, but
1: like you, it, Sure, it was, but you don't need to be as into it as a lot of people are. No, no, no. You could like just, it. It's just a show that comes on Sunday nights and there's right. explosions and there's dragons and there's murder. Yeah, that's what like, made it so
2: great. It was a show you could enjoy at any number of levels you wanted to. You could have a very, very little time investment in it and love it. Or you could invest more time into it and think more about it. Like it was sort of a choose your own adventure. How much you wanted to get invested, right.
0: but it you was can... going to be good at any level you liked it. But and the, you but could the, be the, a sci-fi person and love it. You could be a sci-fi hater and then just really well, focus on the storylines. You, like,
1: you keep saying this with sci-fi. There's no sci-fi in the show oh, Fantasy.
0: I consider all sci-fi fantasy, all that's it. Yeah, that's that shit that, that, that I don't the, watch. I don't the, watch Lord are, of the Rings. Well,
2: Qyburn creating the mountain is sure. basically Frankenstein.
1: Sure. So like, there, I think point. there's a big distinction between fantasy and sci-fi when we like talk about like genres of shows. Like In fantasy, my world,
0: right? it's all the same.
1: But it's not. It has nothing to do with one another. They don't correspond. In fact, sci-fi... What's the difference? What's well, the difference? Enlighten well, us. Well, sci-fi is... Nerd out the,
0: on me here, Pat.
1: I, I would just say that fantasy is you have your dragons and you have your magic. I would say that sci-fi is generally the exact opposite of that. It's like hard science, hard science that gets evolved into the future, and where we will be in terms of science and technology and that sort of thing, and what kind of So what, would you say create. that
0: Westworld is sci-fi?
1: Yes. But Westworld is okay. garbage. Westworld is just... Horrible. Oh, wow. We're going to fight. Boy, We're going gonna- not- to... Is it not? Wow. It's a really we'll, bad, we'll, we'll it's fight a about, truly terrible We'll fight terrible about that shit. later. I don't even want to, I don't even want to fight the about it. The first Just, season you, of it,
0: Westworld was of, one of my favorite seasons of television ever. The second season fell off a cliff. Yeah, uh, I agree. The it's, first season was one of the best first seasons of any television show ever.
1: I, I will ever. I, I will continue to say that if Homeland ended the way it was supposed to Homeland season one as the standalone season before they were like, Hey, people like the show. Let's make it eight seasons. If it was supposed to be the one season that it was supposed to and end the way it was supposed to, it probably would have been the best season of TV history.
2: Homeland was a great first season. The young Pope was a fantastic one season show. Like the, a lot of these shows only needed one year. Like Westworld could have just stopped with Anthony Hopkins. Tim, do you
0: agree that Westworld first season was good or bad?
2: I liked it. I liked it enough that I tuned into the second season, was disappointed and gave up five episodes and said, nope, this is trash. I'm out. They that, really fucked and, up the and, second and, season.
1: And, well, that's the thing that I was surprised that more people didn't do about this, which really shows you how good Game of Thrones was and that people were really, truly invested for because all people did was just <sighs> hate this season. Yet they could but not... They can't. But
0: they they could not wait for the next episode to come out. Oh, just, yeah. You know, you know what's easy, though, Pat? When you're in Westworld, right? Because, Tim, I'm in a full agreement with you. I probably liked season one even more than you. I put it as an epic first season. You probably just thought it was good and entertaining. But the thing it's easy to break up with a show when you only got fucking 10 episodes invested in it. Yeah. Once a show goes to shit in season, late season seven, early season eight, nine years. Like there's people who are 30 watching this show, who, when they started watching it, couldn't even legally drink beer. Right? Like this is like their adult life that they've spent watching this. It's almost like a marriage. When you're 10 years into a marriage with three kids who are eight, six, and four, it's very difficult to just shut it off and get out of it. Whereas if you just got married and your honeymoon went to shit and you're mad, you could shut the marriage down in two seconds. So I don't think people stayed in it this whole season because they really were desiring to stay in it. I think it's just why I put too much time into this thing. I agree
2: with you. I mean, That's why I was so frustrated with Lost. And that was a network TV show, so there was a a heck of a lot more episodes than Game of Thrones.
1: Uh, but, but but but, but But it wasn't by the end it was uh, more I episodes in
2: terms, of, in terms of time i bet it was pretty i bet there had to have been more time
1: oh yeah in terms of like overall but like the pad, the final four seasons of lost they basically they set the template for all this stuff which maybe they should reconsider that template was we're going to pick an end date and these are the x amount of episodes we have left
2: <laughs> yeah that, i think that is That's by crazy. setting an arbitrary end date on yourself i, I think you it, it's a it's a bad idea you should it's look insanity. You, so, as organically as you can unless there's some existential crisis that does prevent it like an actor has to leave or is going to leave no matter what sort of thing but like even the office like lost steve carell and said that's nice we're going to keep this thing rolling for another 18
0: months And yeah, like, right
1: and, and then we got james spader in our life with robert california which was I mean, was, pretty, you got it, what? It
0: was pretty good it wasn't it went, as good as it was, but it was pretty good. But, but I, two and a half men lost Charlie Sheen and kept going. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, 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 literally the only thing in the show. It went to shit, but at least they tried. Yeah, but like, it, but, it, but
1: that's also like a different comparison too. Like no one ever thought two and a half men was good. They just needed to be on because it was on CBS and they were. It was first. that
0: show that you kind of, when you're fucking answering emails and writing an article. Sure, you, you can, can have it on the background. But, yeah.
1: th- but this yeah. is not what happened with Game. The exact opposite yeah. happened to Game and Thro that people were just so into it that it really became a problem for people. Like if something made you as mad as it seems to be, like I said, like ruining people's days, like normally you would just stop doing that stuff. Like right. the the way that people talk about the show is that they're addicted to heroin. Like it's ruining right. their lives in exactly the same way. And like, you can just turn off. Like it's, it's not that big of a deal. Fellas.
0: Well, let's see. The problem with it is now is you have, like, if you're in the game of throne, watcher community, it's like, you're in the, the masses, right? Like the well, outsiders just hate game of Thrones who haven't watched it just because they're jealous that they don't know what the fuck we're all talking about when it's the top 10 trending things on Twitter for the last eight weeks. So when you're in that group, you almost feel like, all right, you know what? I'm. It's starting to piss me off. I want to bail on it, but I have to be here to at least see what the fuck's going on because I've spent eight years as a part of this community. I can't give it
2: up. But also, it was sort of a gut check for me the other day when I realized that, okay, it was like the number t- 10 top things trending on Twitter and yet only 18 million or so people watched it. You know, There's 300 million people who live in America. There's 500 million people who live in north america and it's the number one thing trending only 18 million people watch it's like this twitter really doesn't have much reach when you think about it and so that like was sort of a reality like what is going on on the twitter machine is really disconnected yeah. from the real oh. world. No sense oh, I, God, I, yeah. I,
1: I thought you would have clued into that after we we basically had this discussion the day after the election. It was like, well, people fell into this Twitter void of I didn't know a single person that voted for Donald Trump. It's like, well, right. pe- people <laughs> fucking did.
0: <laughs> yeah, I won a lot of money on betting on it because I know regular people too. <laughs> but yeah, so you get into it, this, stuff, but
1: but there was a FOMO aspect of it too that kept people around. That like right. this is exactly. what, oh, yeah. and this has like to like do- what if
0: it's like you said, dude. Like, listen, I want I want each of you. To give me, you know, at least one thing, if not, you know, the whole ending, if you want, on what you would have done to change it in the ending, right? Like, because we were saying, Pat, there was still people out there saying, up until two days ago, my uncle is the biggest, my uncle Danny, you probably heard about him talk about, us talk about him in the other pods. He is the biggest Game of Thrones apologist you've ever seen, right? Like, bigger than anyone. Like, he thought every episode this whole season was incredible. Like, not even just good. He... He was in love with episode one, episode two, episode three, epi- everyone. And even he, after yesterday, text me and said, you know what? You were right a little bit. That last episode, they wrapped this up really poorly. It actually tarnished the first five episodes, my enjoyment, because he loved them so much thinking they're going to save it at the end. Don't worry, guys. They're going to save it at the end. They're not going to let this get fucked up. So my question to you guys is what would be how would you have ended it? Cause I have a, a little fan poll here that I have to read off a couple of questions to, Cause we're giving out a t-shirt, but how would you guys have ended it? And Tim, I'll start with you if, if you're ready or if not, Pat, yeah. give me I mean, what you would have done at the ending. Obviously Tim, if, if we go back to the start of the season, I would have put the night. King no, out. no, no. I just, I, after after episode seven, every <laughs> after episode five, everyone's freaking out around the world. They come in, they go, listen, time out. we're stopping the show. The final episode will be in three months. Tim, take all the actors, Go and fix this and make this work so that people don't hate this show and compare it to Lost. Go.
2: I would have put Danny on the Iron Throne.
0: Okay, and what would would you have done with everyone else?
2: I would have let her win. I would have let her destroy Tyrion, destroy Jon Snow, uh, and then begin to liberate the world with her band of warriors and soldiers and dragon and leave uh, Westeros having conquered it. Like Alexander the Great, you need more... Uh, lands to conquer and move on to the other so-called free cities and liberate them and take, you know, the, the iron bank of bravos has too much power, Well, we'll break them too. Then we'll move on to Pentos and we'll break them. Then we'll go on to other parts of the world. and We'll break them. I would have liked the idea that Danny, who was sort of like the most ostracized of all the characters. She didn't even get to see the other characters, you know, for the first five seasons becoming the Lord paramount of the world. I would have liked to have seen all the guys that we sort of thought were heroes, Uh, be destroyed and that Danny was that was the ruler of the world I I thought that would have been true to the story it would have been bittersweet and uh it would have been better than just letting Bran have it who they left off the show for an entire year and brought him back and decided he could be king now
0: okay so you would have killed everyone off in that process
2: everyone some some would bend the knee okay but those who wouldn't bend the knee Tyrion Jon Snow would have been destroyed all right Pat what would you have done
1: uh, I like that idea of Bran warging into the dragon and becoming the villain of it. Yeah. That him, yeah. and maybe it's him and Sansa who are actually in on it. Then the, once they kind of figure out like there's going to be the whole Danny thing that we go through, like she's a mad person, she's a mad person. Then she has to kind of defend herself against Tyrion and Jon and Davos and the armies. Like you could even have, I guess Grey Word turned a bit towards the crazy in the last episode too. So maybe you don't need to convince him. But she explains herself and they're like, well, we got a real problem here. Then you put Jon in a situation where he has to pick. Is he a Targaryen? Is he a Stark? Is he on the side of good? Is he on the side of evil? And then the real, if you like you can see Bran like warging or turning into the Night King kind of thing, that's where you set up and you tie all of this stuff together and that's actually where it pays off. And maybe Danny goes down, maybe John goes down, or John saves the day, he kills it, he gets Arya on his side, they kill off Sansa, they kill off Bran. Arya ends up in the north and John ends up king with Danny kind of thing. Like I, I wouldn't have hated that.
0: That would have been fine, yeah. I mean, I think we should have had the payoff of Brand working into the dragon at some point. I think that happen- had to happen And yet, I wanted this thing to end with, every- with us going through it. You get the turn, you get this, you get this one, stabs this one, whatever it is. This needed to end in the great... Because keep in mind, we're not setting up for a sequel. Like, if you're going to shorten this show for us right now and say, listen, guys, we got to get the fuck out of here. Like, this is done. And if Pat's right about the actors wanting to do other shit, and if everyone wants to... There doesn't need to be Aria talking about, I'm going to figure out what's west. Like, don't set me up for fucking spinoffs. If you want to do spinoffs, then just keep the fucking show going and make the goddamn spinoffs the rest of the show. Don't do that. So I would end it with a clean fucking break. You could do spinoffs of thousands of years before this and all that kind of shit. You can go make a movie, a Game of Thrones movie, and make it like a... 10 trilogy thing where you could start it from the beginning and just start over with these guys. But I would have had brand be the night King brand warg into the dragon. The dragon goes and fucking bites Cersei's head off or something like that. T- bites uh, Danny's head off. Everyone ends up dying. We don't know why the dragon went wild. Everyone starts fighting amongst each other. Grey, Grey worm and John fight. One of them kill each other. And then at the end of the show, we see brand on the throne and the dragon staring him down. And then you just see his eyes turn blue and then we fade to black. So that you I mean, realize dragon, he was
2: the dragon was so political. It knew it had to destroy the Iron Throne because of all the turmoil. <laughs> <laughs> a very perceptive dragon.
0: The I mean, dragon was a socialist.
2: I mean, they didn't just spend $500,000 on a shot from him shaking off ash and then going back to sleep. Uh, they had other, other plans for that dragon.
0: And uh, he, he definitely had poor aim at first though. Cause I was wondering why he was breathing fire all around the throne without hitting it.
2: Yeah. I mean, that, that's fair. I guess Danny didn't know how to train her dragon.
0: <laughs> it was a little bit weird but uh so uh, to break down a little bit within this episode that just happened would let's we've just been bashing it right like and just saying what uh, went some wrong aspects
2: of it i, I, I thought, still think the danny stuff was good and i i ended up liking the finish her character
1: yeah like i i okay. thought and like i said before i thought there was a lot of like filmmaking aspects of the season and even in the last episode that shot where the camera comes up behind danny overlooking the city in ruins with all the armies out there that was just a fantastic visual and there was a lot of love i love was- the dragon wings come
0: from yeah that. i loved the right before that or right after that yeah. when they showed the dragon wings behind her like that was dope well it was like
1: even in the episode before when various went down and like the dragon appears out of like the the smoke in the shadows uh, that was from sick, yeah. it's, it's, so there was cool, scene, th- there was cool moments like that they the episode shouldn't have what that should have happened was the episode shouldn't have been 120 minutes long just made it 10 episodes and make them all like 55 minutes
0: that would have right. been better yeah i agree hundred percent i don't know why they couldn't do that i mean it would have been better for ratings and money wouldn't it it's the same amount of time acting
2: yeah but I, well, I, it's probably cheaper this way you don't have to pay them for so many episodes exactly
0: is that why it is because you're gonna i don't know i mean like, that would be the reason if if
2: one or two of the actors because i'd
0: imagine every episode like regardless of like the amount of viewership and ad revenue is going to supersede well there is no ad revenue I'm um, Not ad revenue, whatever. Yeah, there is ad revenue, I guess, on some level. Well, I mean, but the, 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 the viewership...
1: only ad revenue was just HBO push. Like We saw that right before the episode started. There are other shows and shit like a- that. HBO ran its uh, trailer for Here's What's Upcoming, including Curb, which is coming back, which is fantastic.
0: That is exciting. So you don't think if they ran it 10 episodes, they would have made more money? You think they would have made less?
1: I think they would have made the same. I think it's all like a sunk cost to them at that point. It doesn't matter how they roll it out. Like splitting it like splitting it into the two seasons is where they made all their money because everyone subscribed to HBO before Season 7, canceled their HBO, and then resubscribed to it before, so they get that for it. And they make you log in not just for a month. If you have the six episodes, that goes over six weeks, so they get you for the two months. So whether it was six, whether it was eight, it didn't really seem to make a difference.
0: Did you see the uh, the Poland Spring water bottle or whatever it was?
1: I, oh, yeah. Yeah. I well, did. I but, yeah. I mean, th- that's something that, like, and one of the main reasons, like, when we say like they blew it, the lost people blew it because they got into their head because they started reading the internet too much. Like that is legitimately something no one noticed until someone pointed it on the
2: internet. Like, I agree. That did, that did, that
1: did not the ruin point. the viewing experience of it. Even the coffee cup in the other one where you're sitting there during the time, you're like, hey, there's a coffee cup. No, you found out about it an hour later.
2: Right. No, it's like it's like an NFL instant replay where only in one 1,000 speed can you see that the linebacker might have been out of bounds when he, when he intercepted it. If you don't notice it in live time, it didn't happen.
0: I don't know. I I just don't understand how no one can notice that stuff, but that shit doesn't bother me anywhere near as much as plot holes. Like I don't care about that. Right. Like the plot holes are everything for me. I thought my biggest problem with the last episode by far, not even close was that the whole nomination process scene, everything we talked about how Tyrion's on death row and he kind of decides and gives the speech when he shouldn't even be talking. He shouldn't be out there. He should be in a fucking cage like with John right now. He shouldn't be out there talking, but just how corny as fuck it was like, like what's the dude's name, the fucking cousin who was supposed to marry the Frey, and oh, then we t- haven't seen him in t- seven years.
2: T- tully. Ed yeah. Edmure Tully. C- yeah, c- what the fuck what the fuck is he
0: even doing now? Well, Where
1: did he come from? Well, it really He's felt the like Lord of the Riverlands. Yeah, I was saying it really I, I thought that uh I thought that uh, what's his face with the Lord of the Riverlands now? No, no. Lord of
2: the Riverlands is still Tully, just like the young Aaron boy that was breastfeeding at the age of five was there.
1: Yes, yeah, uh, sweet, sweet, vale. sweet, sweet Robin. But it really seemed like the North was over... It was like
0: 45 right now.
1: Yeah, it really seemed like the North was overrepresented at that council. Like you had the, yeah.
0: like, and like, like why are we, we adding one, had,
1: all the we had one person from Dorne? You had and where was Braun? If Braun's running Highgarden, shouldn't he have been on that council?
2: That is a very good question. I was huge the same huge
0: thing. oversight. Because then he showed back up at the table at the end. I thought they just it, know, maybe he fucking got sick that day or something.
2: One good aspect of that scene, and it was worth it, is when uh Uh, when samuel brought up the idea of democracy and it was shot down in about three seconds yeah that was great it's like oh why don't i get my horse to have
0: a vote too (laughs) Uh, speaking of horses what happened how did aria literally ride off on a horse last episode and then we open this episode and she's back there just chilling like what happened to the horse like what was this whole like horse build up like you opened this whole new fucking loophole that we need you to tie up like who was this horse where did this horse come from where did she and then she's, what did she ride off to come
1: right the fuck back? Well, I don't think she rode off. I think she just got out
0: of the city that was melting. <laughs> but did, did, you made it seem like she was riding off into the sunset. It like did, why it, couldn't it she did, just walk
1: off? Well, what those horses were Dothraki horses because they were all riding around on like the same horse. Like all of them were on those white horses when they showed the thing at the beginning.
0: But didn't we, we didn't some, you, we were all killed. Didn't, so didn't you know yeah. how the Dothraki were, were there? Oh no! Every every they all survived too. They all survived the burning, and the dragon has very good aim and made sure not to hit the Dothraki as it wiped out everyone and everything else in the city. But like, <laughs> didn't you leave last episode going they're gonna have to come back to this Arya horse scene here?
1: Well, I, 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 just, I, just, I, 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 I yeah. I just thought like she was like on like she now has her purpose. She's made it out of this. She has her purpose, and she's gonna go like on the pale horse, go bring death to Danny. But that's not what happened. <laughs>
0: yeah i mean i i that that is, was just if really, she really
2: killed one major villain it would have been kind of cheap if she had killed two major villains.
0: well that was the thing that was the problem i mean she she could have killed two it should have been cersei with jamie's face and then it would have been fine but she shouldn't have killed the other major villain that's the thing like and she she had the whole faceless man training what just to kill walter fucking Frey? yeah no no like, she killed the night king which i guess no was but no it- but the faceless training like like you have a superpower dude like, the uh, all that shit could be done in real life. There's that people was, who are... In the end, that was filler. That was like a waste of the, fa- the 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 face, she had a superpower. She could change faces. She could morph into someone else, adopt their body, voice, size, and face, which is incredible, and didn't use it past killing a 95-year-old man. Like, didn't use it in the fucking wars, didn't use it in the battles, didn't use it anywhere, didn't use it to kill Cersei or the Night King. Like... The fuck did you drag me through a whole season? of? That I guess she board? used it to kill the whole family of Frey's too, right? And it was not like the first scene of, episode, of yeah. season
2: seven. She killed yes. him and then, and then used so his face to kill it.
1: everyone else, yeah. That
0: I was mean, the last time she used it, yeah. And that was the only time. So you drag us through a whole season. Like literally Walter Frey and them could have just... You could have just slit Walter Frey's throat five minutes later and we would have been fine with it. We didn't need that whole season a waste of her faceless training to just pay off once. But the the worst thing about the end was they were adding too much corny comedy into the last episode. Like that's the episode where you want like emotional suspense and drama. Like even when Davos going like, uh, I uh, I don't know why I get a vote, but uh, I like all that mm. stuff The dude sitting up and speaking and everyone laughing at him. Like there was just, that was a big scene. You're actually anointing the new King. This is the apex of the show. This is the peak. This is the pinnacle. This is what everyone's been waiting for. And you're adding in corny jokes and, well, like, I, I, Tully I, dumb I, shit. I actually thought the Tully
1: dumb shit stuff worked to the favor of them actually choosing Bran. Like, there are no good candidates here. <laughs> like, let's just pick this guy. Like, let's not I, pick this biggest loser. We'll pick this guy who can't walk. I don't know. It just seemed—it was, it
0: was just bad. Well, for a
2: moment, I thought they were going to pick Samuel Tarly, and I was terrified by that.
1: I thought it was just going to be Tyrion. <laughs> he was going to nominate him. He was going to pull a reverse heel and just act like season one Tyrion and nominate himself.
2: Well, I mean, as, the, as the Lannister guy, he should have had a vote too.
1: Well, he did. I mean, I, that's the that's the reason that he was there, despite the fact that he was the prisoner. He's the one who is the head of Casterly Rock now. That's why he was able to come out because he's technically a part of that tribunal.
0: I mean, they didn't even want to vote. They were laughing at the vote at first. So I don't know why they brought him out to be a part of the vote. I, that didn't make any sense. Braun well, has to be there.
1: Well, they have, Well, he well, Bron doesn't run his. Braun runs the one that uh, the old lady had in Queen Margery.
0: Yeah, but he runs something. He needs to be there.
1: Yeah, but Tyrion technically runs Casterly Rock too. They should both be there if they. Tyrion's like about
0: to die. He doesn't get a vote.
1: Well, he does get a vote. He he run that. He's one of the head lords. But of they the, didn't of know the what realm.
0: they were. They didn't know they were going to vote on him. They didn't. They didn't you know, bring him out to vote, though. They brought him out, and he's the one who decided they should vote. Like sure, there sure, had no but intention they, they, on voting. They,
1: they brought him out because they gathered all the lords of Westeros, and technically, I mean, I don't know where Bron was.
0: No, there. they brought him out to sentence him did they right like they brought him out to sentence him to death or what was going to happen Possible that braun didn't get high guard until, until after. after yeah
2: that's he true at, until after uh sorry bran became king right the, that's, that's true because
0: is. yeah that's true because you know, Tyrion did promise but i mean I, I still i mean listen this is the first episode the first one since the show started season one that i refused to watch twice i i was like i gotta watch this again i couldn't even i'm like i fuck this Like that's how disappointed I was last night with this whole entire fucking thing. I couldn't even watch it again.
1: Whatever happened, I I had
0: no interest. Whatever happened to the
1: Dorn lady who was locked up in the in in? I I assume
0: she. I assume she's dead.
1: Or she she, was saved by I don't know Mo.
0: Too many assumptions. (laughs) Too many. Too many. many I assumes. uh, Too many. I assumes. Everything was. I assume.
1: You you got questions from the peoples?
0: I have. I have one giveaway that I have to do. So I offered uh, at elitefantasy.com. We did a, a little Game of Thrones finale. Uh, giveaway for a t-shirt. So I'm going to let you guys pick. I have some of the favorites here. We basically told them, um, you know, outside of the ending of disappointment, you know, tweet your wildest endings. And uh, so we have some people here. I think I am going to choose this one from Brad McAllister. He said, John gives Danny a huge facial, but it's milk of the poppy and she dies. Tyrion designs a weird wheelchair ramp so Bran can rule the rest of his days, accomplishing absolutely nothing during his reign. Anything with a facial on it, I'm a big fan of.
1: That sounds very much your M.O. You and this Brad guy are just are in simpatico.
0: Yes, there was a couple of people who used some tire irons and con- some conspiracy stuff with me. Um, do we th- do you think we should give the prize to the person who actually got the ending right?
1: No, absolutely not. I do these draws every week, so I guess I'll throw out my own draw too. If you, yeah, have, if you if you
0: have something, throw it out.
1: If you can't win this one, if you go and if you're watching this on the video form, that's video that's audio, and you smash the like button, leave your DraftKings handle in the comment section and tell me what you think would have happened or who should have happened or who you think should have ended up on the Iron Throne. You can be a draw for 20 DK bucks, or if you subscribe, rate, and review the Pat Mayo experience, five stars, leave your DraftKings handle, say something nice about the show, that'll be another draw for 20 DK bucks. I'll give away 40 bucks for the show.
0: Oh, there we go. So we're looking, we're handing out free money here just for just for listening to a fucking podcast. I'm also torn between m Siggs here, Pat, who said, Bran looks away from whatever's going on as, t- as eyes turn White Walker blue. He gets out of his chair and walks away alone and seen. Maybe he comments something about balance restored or old game, old game done, new game to come. I think the non-comment there. But I think I'm partial towards this answer. I like that be- one the best. Because that's the best. It didn't matter what happened up to it. You didn't need like Bran goes full White Walker, gets up, stands, walks off the throne, maybe even kind of morphs into the Night King as he's walking with some cool special effects and and then it's over and guess what you're ending on a (laughs) yeah
2: i agree because otherwise like what's the point of even having a night's watch or a wall anymore right john even said along with the wildlings and there's no more white walkers to come so like why even need a wall
0: yeah so i'm gonna give the pride mark sig 79 you win so uh, i'm gonna give you the w right now because that was actually the ending that i wanted so i'm gonna write this down but i mean i think that would have like that would have probably at the end of that episode, even though I hated the season would and I hated it. the episode, oh, a good I would end, have literally a good walked away
1: saves so much. Like you, the least- last
0: five seconds can save the whole season. Yeah, I agree. And that would have been like, Oh, because guess what I'm doing now, Pat? Now I'm going back and going, Oh, so was he, let me go rewatch this. Maybe he was the night King the whole time. Maybe he worked into the dragon, you know, and he was trying to make sure that the bad side was winning. Maybe he was taking over. Maybe he's the reason John fell off. It could get my mind going again, you know. Like whereas when this episode ended, my mind was just dumb and tired. Yeah. Whereas I no, no, usually it would have, it would have ratcheted it. So I mean, something look, as simple as that.
1: Look, look, just even look at a football game. A great last two minutes. Look can at the save, Super Bowl. Yeah. Can save an utterly boring Super Bowl was contest. shit
0: for ninety minutes, right? And then the last the last five minutes of the game saved the whole Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. A great ending can save anything. Got any other viewer stuff?
0: Um, some of the que- most of the questions are really just bitching. Like, because my timeline tends to draw. Um, yeah, you got a lot you, of hate. It, well, you got people with. I mean,
1: Tommy, let's be real here. A lot of people who follow you got real problems. So, oh,
0: of course, yeah, I, they I, follow I, their leader. I, yeah. I,
1: I can see how they're like extremely triggered about stuff that doesn't. really What
0: matter. about the comments? Of let me find them here. So we had the comments from the actor who played Bran. Did you see those? No,
1: I didn't. I try not to read too much of that stuff. The only reason I clicked on that uh, that Bran ending thing is just because like it literally popped up. I was like, "That's so here's."
0: I forget his name and Elijah something maybe or something like that. But the actor who played brand said, I genuinely thought it was a joke script. Like, yeah, good one. This is a true quote. I genuinely thought it was a joke script. Like, yeah, good one guys. Oh shit. It's actually real. That was his comment.
1: I like that. That's funny. Well, like right, right? I'm a
2: three eyed Raven and I don't want anymore. And then seven episodes later is like, yeah, I want to be King. Just kidding. Like what
0: the fuck was that? Like it makes a lot of sense. Do you think we're going on an ARIA spin-off here?
1: No, I don't think you're gonna see a, you're not gonna see a direct spin-off of any of these stories for a while, because they're working on that like prequel one.
0: I mean, they're setting up though for an Aria spin-off or an I, Aria I, movie, I, right? I
1: I, th- I think they actually I this is probably by the guise of each. like let's not forget that there's that part of it too that we'll never know is how much influence did HBO have on this ending that, hey, you need to write it this way so we can make another show off of this later on.
0: Well, I mean, they, they set themselves up for Danny being the Night Queen, right? Like, you- wouldn't that be dope as fuck if, if Drogon takes Danny off and there's some you know, like a frozen throne that we've never seen somewhere that the Night King used to sit on and somehow he, she could turn into the Night Queen um, and start fucking yeah, building an army.
1: Yeah, but then you're gonna get, like, the one good thing about like an spin spinoff is you take your most popular character and then you put her into a completely different situation, detached from everyone else who's a part of the show. She can have her own adventures. so you can go hire cheaper actors to be in it. And if you start doing like Night King stuff and dragon stuff, as we found out, that's the, the cost of that stuff gets out of control. You can make a very sustained aria spinoff pay macy williams whatever she wants hire some other people around her. create some new sets and basically just keep your costs down and get the same sort of impact on bang for your buck because i don't know if they want to spend this much money on a show again
2: <laughs> but when what do you i think? recommend spinoff shows from other shows we watch you criticize me every time what I- i've recommended spinoff shows for all kinds I-, of I-, I
1: don't want to see a spinoff of any of this shit i'm just telling you that there's it is a spinoff that's probably the one
0: uh, maybe there's, I don't know. There's I been one, there's been, there's
1: been what one good spin off in the history of TV.
0: Which one better call Saul?
1: I was gonna say Frasier, but better call Saul was correct as well. So, two,
2: uh, I don't know. Maude was a pretty good spin off of All in the Family. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh it took about an hour but there it is
1: <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you want to talk about this movie list before i get out of here
0: <laughs> yeah let's do it <laughs> all
1: right so i i put out that i by had... the way
0: before we do that let's just wrap this up overall grade of game of thrones as a show in general and then the season pat
1: uh i will give it an a minus as a show this season c minus
0: okay it's <laughs> uh
2: i'm gonna agree with the Uh, rating of a minus for the series i am going to give it a d plus for the season
0: i am actually going to do something that i never thought i would ever do i'm going to give it an a minus also after it went from a plus and i'm going to give this season a d plus also Uh, i don't think it can i'm right with you tim i don't think it can be an f because, like I said, it's still better than ninety nine percent of the shit I would have watched. Even Listen, if I in my it.
2: experience, in my experience. After people talk to me for like an hour, they end up agreeing
0: with me on things anyway. So I'm not I, it's you're very you're very persuasive. I, yeah. I actually, well, I, I actually I, almost I, want I can, to sleep with you just from hearing you talk.
1: I, <laughs> I, I I can just I can just jump out of here, and you guys can have Jets Radio for the next hour. If you really we'll just want
0: blow to. each other for the next twenty minutes. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I think I think if you don't compare it to prior seasons of Game of Thrones and you just compare it as a standalone compared to the other shit that we'll spend time watching, it's probably a C-plus as a oh, yeah, show. Oh, no, no, sure. Or it maybe a even a B-minus. Right, even, even as a bad season, but i got to compare agree it to with the other. Yeah, so I'm going to give it A-minus, D-plus. So uh, I'm with you there. Okay, Pat, go. Movie time.
1: So I put this out on Saturday night. I was debating the best movies of the millennium with some of my friends, and we made a list. Uh, and I just checked a whole bunch of movies up there. And I, I do think that we got most of them. And did I say this on the podcast or did I tell you off air? I can't remember. No, that was, it was. off air. That, that was, was, I was off air. T-
0: yeah, we haven't talked movies yet.
1: Okay, so the, the list is up there and people had a, had a lot of opinions. The whole thing is that there's intentionally- Would multiple- you
0: like to rattle off the wrist anyway? Just in a, real quick, two seconds, just so people can hear. So yeah, you said so, best, movie, best be- movies from 2000 on
1: from 2000 on yes because i said millennium then people were like the millennium actually started in 2001 (laughs) that "That (laughs) person
0: deserves an automatic block like Uh, (laughs) i thought that person was tim no i can see tim fine pointing that
1: no no the the person who who like there was like two or three people and i assume they have no no friends they have no friends in real life so i'm not too concerned about that they can just be Mad about that on the internet. So, yeah. th- and these are in, like, I mean, the first two are in order, and then I just, we started reeling some off, and I just added them to a list. And there's no numbers next to them, so I don't know why people get so triggered over it. But there will be blood. No Country for Old Men, one and two, and I think those are the best two. Then you have uh, some sort of mix of Social Network, Mulholland Drive, The Master, Dark Knight, Eternal Sunshine, Castaway is on that list for a very specific reason. apocalypto which was yeah, my the wrong in. reason. City of God, Old Boy, Children of Men, Pan's Labyrinth, Wolf of Wall Street, Prestige, Django. Inglorious Bastards, In Sideways, because I contended that it is a drama, not a comedy. Although most people and by not.
0: the way, this list was supposed to be no comedies, and Pat put
1: yeah. a comedy on his list. I see. I don't view it as a comedy. I just find it is very. Trash. Sideways is 100 percent a comedy. I mean, there is there is as much comedy in Sideways as there is in Wolf of Wall Street. Like they're both pretty funny. Say Wolf of Wall
2: Street almost doesn't qualify.
1: Yeah, so because I, it's comedy, I just think Sideways is just so sad that it really trumps that part of it it walks it's very probably way.
0: more on the darker comedy side it, it like is but it's not like
1: head. but it's not like dark dark comedy it's just like sad and then there are humorous moments and it goes what would you
0: characterize fargo as the, like fargo's Far, a comedy Far, fargo right? the movie
1: now i, I would kind of i would have it as a tweener i would have it as no
0: fargo the show oh
1: fargo the show or fargo, the movie. Oh, Far, fargo either way no see i, I would have it's
0: probably different actually
1: if I was marketing the movie for awards, I'd say it's a comedy because those are easier to win, especially easier when you're win, yeah. when you're secretly a drama. And I think that's why Sideways got marketed as a drama. But I think it's a pretty serious movie, to tell you the truth.
0: I would put Fargo as comedy.
1: I see. I would put it as drama. But it is
0: my, very, beloved, but- my beloved Timothy. What would you put it as?
2: I would have it as a uh, as a comedy. I don't really watch yeah. the show, so my opinion on that basically doesn't exist. But the telev- uh, the movie, sorry, I would have as a comedy.
0: Timmy, we agree on everything. I love it, Timmy. How much do you hate being called Timmy? I could see you hating that. It
2: name. doesn't matter to me. In the it, the amount of names I get called and the nicknames and the sobriquets that I have, they just all roll off my back at this point.
0: Do so, any of your friends start calling you Andercust?
2: Uh,
1: would you say one hundred percent?
2: I would say a hundred percent, but I'd say ninety five percent. like keep- real life friends that you like you grew I up have- with. Oh yeah, I just get used to it. <laughs> I don't great. care about the I did this stuff actually doesn't bother me. I don't care.
0: All right, that's yeah, good. That's and, why we love you. All and, right, Pat. And, back and, to. and
1: and it's not Ander Cust. we just call him Cust. That, that's the way that yeah. it works. We even when he gave the best man speech at my wedding, he walked up to the Tim Andercust music. It's great. <laughs> that's the, awesome. The, 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 we didn't pay the DJ enough. He was a bit slow on the draw and the music was down, but I still found it funny.
0: Didn't have the quickest of triggers. All right, no. so good. All right back to the movie stuff here.
1: So the the whole thing this came out, like we were just I was talking about it with my two buddies, uh who, you know, one's a director, one's a writer, and they were just we were having a just a really ob- flex. We it just it was a very obnoxious movie conversation that's not for it's for people who like you mentioned like very critically want to look at movies really want to pick apart certain things it was not a hey i really like this movie this movie is great conversation which is where some of the ones that i intentionally left off the list um Got Avatar. into the situation. So, well, I mean, we'll get into Avatar in a second. That was not intentionally oh, off the list. That's just a bet. Here, here comes but, Tim. You can hear <laughs>
0: Tim like Drogon in the back.
1: <laughs> However, the, the whole thing was I actually made a bet with him that I could get the amount of response. We set an over-under on the amount of replies that I could get to it. Um and we actually hit that because it's up to well, I mean, within the twelve hour period that I had to win the bet, it was over under three hundred and fifty. I said I'd get over, they said I'd get under, and we got around like four hundred and something. So that really helped. You really helped out with that too because you saw me trying. Well, to It was late out. at
0: night too. I saw I saw you out. There. I saw you looking for interaction because I saw you responding to people that you probably normally wouldn't respond to. I wouldn't, so and, I I, like, and
1: and I actively told them that they're like like whenever someone put in that a movie wasn't on the list was good i just told them that it was absolute garbage and they were an idiot yeah
2: there was one point where you responded to someone with like five followers and i was gonna say pat come on he has five followers yeah you were even
0: responding to the trolls well so so are you a are you a follower supremacist him like someone has to have a certain amount of followers in order to get a response do you do you you vet your do you vet every tweets uh, like profile to see if they're response worthy
2: no, I, I I certainly don't. But like, I don't get into like big fights on Twitter in general. But I certainly don't get into like clapbacks with someone with so just, what's the point right like yeah
0: you know they just created the account i love the zero followers that have been created for like a day they come attack you and then they start again the next day just, oh well I, you get used to it yeah i love it it's well t- tim
1: on, t- Tim runs like 25 burner accounts of his own and like er- if, you, if you ever see anything positive commented to tim it's tim doing it to himself to problem him <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, and then and, and then, then, are you the it,
0: kevin durant of it, of uh but then it, the it, really my show? Own account
1: But then he'll cite those people as like, see, this guy agrees. And they're like, Tim, that's your own account. (laughs) So there were five movies I left off the list because I figured that to win this bet, just putting this out there, especially at the time of night that it was, that – there was one of two ways I could win it. One was I could say something absolutely scorching where I'd be fired the next day, and that would get mm-hmm. the which event. is what I do. Which, yeah, yeah, but you, 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 you I like, can't be fired. Yeah, that's you, the nice thing. You about own it. your but own yes, company. That do do right. this works out well for you, so you can't be fired. So I, I'm not. I don't have that luxury. So I thought that I would intentionally leave out right answers that people I know love, and then they'll get all fired up about that and continue to reply with the same answer. And that's really how I rigged it to win. So the five movies that I left off that list: The Departed, Inception, Lord of the Rings, Get Out, and Mad Max, were five movies I know that people really like. I wouldn't have them inside my top ten of the millennium. Uh,
0: Mad Max would not even. I saw too much Mad Max that on movie the list. Was such overrated. That movie, that movie oh fucking sucks. Oh, so not a
1: good movie. It was so
0: terrible. I would never watch that movie again.
1: Ever. Oh my god! Really? Whenever that, really that movie is on, you can tune into any point and just go.
0: That right? You could do that for five minutes. I'll tune because it's the same thing for the whole movie. Just dumb shit. So it's like cool for a minute, and then it's like, all right, enough of this shit. So right, no, and and that it, movie it would, it would not.
1: Suck. It would not make my top ten of the millennium. I thoroughly enjoyed that movie, but Sucks. like something like I mean, you're, okay,
0: Inception. Yes.
1: Inception? No. Like Inception's not. There are two, like be- the there are
0: two, best Christopher Nolan yeah, there, there are two
1: very clearly better Christopher Nolan movies. I didn't have it on my top, top seven. Is better, the Prestige is better, and, uh, and dark Memento is better too.
0: And Memento is better. So Memento is probably out. the best movie ever, in my opinion.
1: That's not true. Nah, when was it, See, we had this discussion too. Is when was the last time you saw Memento? Because there's like someone, a lot of people kept commenting Requiem for a Dream, and when I was 17, I would have agreed with them. I watched it like two years ago, and it's kind of garbage.
0: I mean, it that just, kind of, it's, it it's a matter, exist. a lot of these movies don't hold up, right? Like, so I, I, that has to be a part of, you know, how how all-timey it is, right? Like, how much does it hold up later? Like, honestly, Star Wars doesn't fucking hold up. Like, watch Star. have a kid watch Star Wars now. I mean, it's fucking stupid.
1: Yeah, and I would still say Empire Strikes Back is the best of all of them, so. Right, no, but I no, mean, no. they don't
0: hold up. Like, they're, like, Avatar, do you guys keep shitting on? Which I don't think is the greatest movie of all time, but it has to be in that elite list. That fucking movie holds up today like it did the day it came out. Yeah, but it holds up as being bad. Whether you like it or not, it holds up. It It, it, it doesn't
1: hold up because it's an actively bad movie. It It is not a bad movie. It's it's awful. The effects are incredible.
0: But you can say... I mean, that's an important part of an all-time... It changed the game. Well, we're going to say that, we just
1: just talked... Did it really? What other movies come out like Avatar?
0: Avatar was so far far and away better graphically than anything else that we'd seen at that point that... Everyone started going into this fucking whole superhero movie fucking run after that, which I don't really love that that happened. But at the same time, Avatar was a very entertaining movie. You could say it bit off something else, or it copied another. What did you say? What? What did you say? It copied? It's
1: basically Pocahontas, but or Dancing with mean, Wolves, one of the two. But I mean, half the movies that, out there that are is not that, that is not what I mean. If we're going to go back to what started off this comic book craze, The Dark Knight started all of this.
2: Well, didn't Iron Man actually come out before The Dark Knight?
1: Yeah, but, it, but superhero movies weren't taken seriously until The Dark Knight. Like that was a real I,
2: like. Th- th- I wonder whether that's true. Like I think the first Iron Man, which came out the same year, I think that
0: was taken pretty seriously. It, it, you can argue that it, Avatar was before all this.
1: It wasn't because it came out like it, it came out like a year were, and a half later.
0: <laughs> what Dark Knight really isn't the same thing. Dark Knight was. Like a really good, real good drama movie that just happened to be about Batman. Yeah, yeah Dark right. Panther. Like I don't put Dark Knight in that like special effects. Whoa, wow! Look at the shit that's going on no. over here. Black Panther, Avatar. No, where, like Dark Knight, I put it in there with like The Departed and great actual great well, great the, movies.
1: The, the Dark Knight shares so many similarities with like Heat that it's kind of crazy. Especially that like opening bank job scene, which is just like mm-hmm. the one in Heat. So yes, yeah, so but what I'm saying is that in terms of like setting off that superhero movies don't need to, like... the. I really like the original Iron Man, but it's just, yeah, like this, so. it's just like the Spider-Man movies that Sam Raimi did. Like, they're fun, they have this contained story, and they go on. Like, what you see even with, like, Avengers Avengers Endgame, like the entire Avengers series, that you can have superhero movies that are taken a bit more seriously. And that didn't happen until Dark Knight came around.
0: I'll give you that, yeah. I'll give you that. I mean, listen, I'm a huge fan of Dark Knight and Iron Man, uh, Dark Knight more, but... I'll give you that. I just don't. I don't understand how Castaway makes this list. Like, Uh, what the fuck world does Castaway make this list? That has to be Tim. No, No, I don't like that movie.
2: All
1: right,
0: then me and Tim agree on more
2: stuff than I I thought. I would have on here like Zero Dark Thirty, The Hurt Locker. Those are two of the best of of the Millennium. Indefensible not to have them on, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, when was the last time you watched them?
2: Uh, I watched uh, Zero Dark Thirty last year. Uh, I can't remember last time I watched The Hurt Locker. Both were very engaging. Uh, very profound movies uh, that that
0: were great. The, uh, only, the, only thing I I re-
1: the only thing I remember about Zero Dark Thirty is when they made that guy get back in his fucking box. That's it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's literally the only thing I remember. I've seen it. That's the only part of it. I
2: mean, of course, it's quite different than like <sighs> Avatar, which is just an anti-American, anti-Iraq war, cheap James Cameron hit job, uh, you know, that, that just has dialogue that no one can believe in. Uh, you know, The Hurt Locker and Zero Dark Thirty are different, that they're, telling actual stories of courage and stories of, of, of America being a good actor in the world. Did you t- take, I, take on your pro America stance? I
0: was going to say, wow, you got, you got really, uh, got really pro America there. <laughs> well,
2: just because Avatar is so anti-American. I just despised it.
1: <laughs> a- Anti-American, anti-capitalist too.
2: Very anti-capitalist. Again, James Cameron's not a very good writer and he's not a very good director Like, Titanic is not a good movie. True Lies is not a good movie. No, True Lies... Oh,
1: hold on a second. Hold on a a second. They're not good movies. True Lies is an excellent movie. But True True Lies knows what it is. And Avatar doesn't know what it is. It's like Terminator knows what it is. Aliens knows what it is. And then once James Cameron made Titanic, obviously it took him forever to make anything else, but... I mean, A, from being like, apparently the world's most gigantic asshole, uh, he just feels very self-important with Avatar. And now it's going to be like, I mean, Tommy, you're in luck because there's like four more Avatars coming out in like the next five years.
2: Yeah, we'll see about that. You can say that, but it, I'd, I I'd
0: probably won't even watch two. the other ones. I just After really Avatar enjoyed the first one. Three decades.
1: So the, the, yeah, pr- the pr- I really enjoyed the first the, one. The problem with a lot of these lists, like especially with some of the responses, is one you can tell like how advanced people are at movie watching by uh, some of the answers that they come back with just like truly horrendous movies, like objectively mm-hmm. bad movies. But there's a difference between movies you really like and movies that are truly great.
0: Like, well, that's the that's the thing. Like Avatar is a movie that like listen my list that I wrote um, for my top seven was Memento departed, I know Tim's going to hate this one, Training Day, Avatar, Wolf of Wall Street, Social Network, Dark Knight. So um, uh, I'm probably I, missing one or two. This was two o'clock in the morning, and I was I, just throwing shit on paper.
1: I, I'm probably one of the most active people against Training Day. Is actually a good movie. It's it's a lot like Departed. And I mean, Departed's better, but it's along in that sense. It's just more they are a, similar. It's more of a fun movie. Like it's entirely rewatchable. You have a good time when you watch it. Denzel, Denzel kills Denzel it. Is so fantastic. fucking good in that is, movie. Is there
0: ever a movie that he's been bad in? Like he's so fucking good.
1: Well, he only plays like three characters, so you get one. But
0: that's what that's what I love. Like, he knows what he's good at, and he fucking crushes it.
1: Agreed. Listen, Denzel's fantastic, but that movie... Right. not Shaquille
0: O'Neal trying to shoot threes.
1: That movie is a bad remake of Bad Lieutenant, is all it is. And Bad Lieutenant's better.
0: What was your take on... You ever see Closer, the movie?
1: I, I, I like Closer. I actually watched it about six months ago, and it's kind of a slog now.
0: Yeah, because I haven't seen it again since. But that was when that movie came out. I thought it was great. It was like 2003 or four.
1: Yeah, that was uh, that was one of Mike Nichols' last movie. I really like the end of it with Natalie Portman going to yeah, the stage. Yeah, I like I like the movie.
0: Through. I like the way they wrapped it up. I like the way they intertwined the stuff. Yeah, so it's it, it, it,
1: it, it seems like a movie of its time though. Like when you watch it now, you're like, this feels like it's from the early 2000s.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I can see that. I can see that happening. Now, what's the one movie you would say that you could guarantee? Because keep in mind, not all of us are connoisseurs of cinema like you two. What's a movie that you could say that probably 95% of people haven't seen? It doesn't have to be a fantastic movie. City of God. Something for them to go home and watch tonight go that watch you say, fucking, listen. Go
1: watch. it. I mean, if you haven't seen Apocalypto, watch Apocalypto because Apocalypto is fucking incredible. But City of God, it's in Portuguese, but you don't really need to pay attention. Like, it's about what happens on the screen. And Apocalypto is the same way. It's a different language, but it's... It's just a visual, like, visceral... Well, you're talking about
0: coming. the No Mercy listeners here, too, so they like, don't read. Okay, so i would going need something Second with
2: It The Lives of Others. That's probably one of the best films of all time, let alone the decade. Uh, it's a German movie, but it's about, like, uh, life under communist rule. But people who've seen the movie, like, movie critics, love this movie. Uh, it's highly acclaimed in many circles. It's a great movie called The Lives of Others. So what about I- a
0: comedy?
1: Uh, oh, a comedy. I mean, if people haven't seen Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang, like if it would probably, that or Thank You for Smoking would end up being near the very top of my favorite comedy list.
0: I'm going to give you a comedy here that I don't know if it is. It's you not, it's not this
1: seen. fucking Dane Cook movie that you go on. Yes, about, is it is. Oh yes, God. it
0: is. My best friend's girl. That's going to be my recommendation. Have you seen it? No. Have you seen it, Tim? I have not. I have no opinion. No one has ever seen this fucking movie. And it's kind of raunchy, but out there, you've heard me say it before. Go watch my best friend's girl. Especially, this will be more the the no mercy crowd than the Pat Mayo experience crowd. Listening to this, more the Neanderthal fucking crowd. But uh, my best friend's girl. It's got a lot of famous actors in it too. It's got Kate Hudson in it. Dane Cook. I hate, but he's great in this movie. Uh, alec baldwin's in it the kid from fucking uh, american pie is in it oh, so it's the, weird stop, stop these aren't hey we can we can, not, remake,
1: we can remake game of thrones right now with that cast it is like, not
0: apocalypto it is not fantastic acting it's just a funny fucking movie and a great date movie well, well, which had, shockingly had no one ever seen it with five or six big actors in it it doesn't make sense why no one's ever seen it
1: well have you seen apocalypto I actually
0: haven't. No, you that's should, why I was asking. You him.
1: should. It's it's a Mel Gibson movie for one thing, so people have
0: really turned on. Well, it. Well, that's why I don't want to see it. <laughs> it really, you, you, no, Mel Gibson's not actually. I'm in not it, anti-Mel Gibson. I just fucking think he sucks. It, well, he's not actually in the movie. Ah, uh, that helps. That actually might make it worse. So, if I, he's the one. Okay. I
1: mean, ha, if you reel off like the uh, the, the Mel Gibson directorial, like, qu- like I think there's four of them. They're all like, I don't know. It, did you see Passion of the Christ? Yeah, unfortunately. So it's like the That's good, a good movie. It's, it's like it made, it's uh, like it was it, terrible. It, it's like the good version of uh, of it has the same like you know like the violence in Passion mm-hmm. of the Christ how realistic it is. Well, just think about that and apply it to the Aztecs uh, and them just going around just slaughtering people. It's fucking. Incredible. I mean,
0: Braveheart obviously, Mel Gibson directed that. So. Yeah, so I'd say this is closer, great. This
1: is closer to Braveheart than it is to Passion of the Christ in terms of just pure enjoy like it's 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 a crazy it's like no movie you've ever seen but city of god like for a foreign movie is highly watchable and it's really really good and but i mean people haven't seen there will be blood which is the best movie of the
0: millennium that was great that was fantastic there will be blood was fantastic
1: but people but, right. but there, well, there, people, there, people there, get
0: there, out of this with some movie recommendations there too there is we're gonna need some shit to watch pat after game of thrones is done now that we gotta we gotta refill their list here well do you have a take because i know tim's on
1: the corner of no country for old man i'm on the there will be blood corner do you have a casting vote in this because it feels like those really boil down to the two best movies
0: ah they're both fantastic if you haven't seen either you have to see both i'm probably probably gonna go no country
1: i think that it's, it's not it's, by it's, a lot it seems like it's most not by a
0: lot
2: do. how does it feel pat to be on a podcast with me where you're being marooned at every time
1: <laughs> I don't, I see, I, I don't take it the same way that you do. You think that if someone says that something isn't the best ever, you get all offended by it. I agree that they're probably the two best. I think that it's very far and away there will be blood. But as even people put into my mentions, uh, even after you tweeted the says, like, there will be blood is the most boring movie of all time. Like, if you think that, I don't know. I don't agree with that great. at all.
0: It's a great, it's, it's a great, I do feel like there's spots that kind of dragged a tiny bit. But no, it's, they're, they're both, fan- I wouldn't. I don't even know. I haven't put enough thought into this to say if they're my top two, but those two movies would be in my top five or six the, probably the book, for
2: no country for old men is also fantastic by Cormac McCarthy. If, you, if I kind of like his book, so maybe I'm biased towards them, but I really like that book.
1: And I, I just think that there will be blood is going to be one of those movies where we look back in like 25 years and it's only going to continue almost the way that like citizen Kane is talked about as like the best movie of all time. And that's, Not so much because the story of Citizen Kane is great, or even Orson Welles in Citizen Kane is great. There's so many things in that movie, almost to your avatar point, where that basically created modern filmmaking, and that's why it always gets so much hype. It feels like There Will Be Blood is a story that's very much told in exactly the same way. You have one of the best performances in a movie of all time. It probably has the best soundtrack of any movie of all time, and it is just beautiful. To look at every scene in that movie where people are getting mad that there's a water bottle in a scene of Game of Thrones, yeah, that shit's not happening in There Will Be Blood. Like, do, it feels like even the construction they did of the train going into the city, like it feels like you're in 1912. It's crazy.
2: I loved it. Yeah, I mean, listen, yeah, I'm I not going to was... say a bad word about the movie. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not really bad. Fantastic. I just think no country is working does a lot of that, but it was also working on sort of a high level, sort of philosophical uh, plane too, which I personally find very rewarding. But I would quibble with the best soundtrack. I think Social Network soundtrack is the best soundtrack it, uh, to a movie. It, I think it, it's the most perfectly matched uh, sound. I don't know. I, the,
1: the scene where the oil derricks explodes, there's a like, five-minute-long tracking shot of Daniel Day-Lewis running up, getting the kid, and running back. And just the incremental increase of the score. Like, the, the score to There Will Be Blood is a horror movie score. And it's, it's just incredible.
0: I won't. I won't react to scores. I'll let you guys take control of that. I think Eight Mile had the best soundtrack. <laughs> it has. It has the one song you remember. Yeah, I'm fucking big Eminem fan. But so. yeah, that was that, that was, was my favorite. Soundtrack. Earlier
2: about Avatar, you think do people think it's such a great movie? It made all this money. Ask somebody to quote two lines of dialogue from that movie. Let's we'll See what
1: kind of staying power it had. Fuck Hotel Hotel R- <laughs> Rwanda is more quotable because you can just be like this Don is- Cheadle and say, "Get these men some beers." This is my point. Avatar actually just fell
2: completely uh completely flat because no one remembers anything from it in terms of dialogue
0: and it was it's it's a movie that you're not looking at to try like there's certain I movies you watch for back. dialogue no, no, there's certain movies you watch for dialogue and there's movies you watch that you're just like oh this is entertaining where i could dumb down a little bit and i don't need to focus on so i know you guys don't really do that often i do because i'm a fucking gorilla so Avatar is one of my favorite movies that if I'm sitting there on a Saturday and it's just starting and I got some shit to do and I'm hung over, it's like, fuck it. Yeah, this, this works, dude. See, see it that, holds up.
1: That's when I want to turn on The Departed. That's when I want to turn on Inception. I think those are just great movies to have on because, you, A, you've seen like all of them for a bit. But at the same time, like, you know what's coming. You know when the good spots are. You can pay attention to those parts. Like, I, I would so much rather put on that movie than fucking Avatar. Like You talk about Avatar like it's Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's not.
0: Yeah, the social yeah. network might actually be my number one all time.
1: It's very close. See, it's I, great. If if people haven't seen Mulholland Drive, and I assume that many of the people doing the show like do drugs a lot, go watch Mulholland Drive. It's for you, and it makes my half
0: of, my half of the people definitely do.
1: Uh, it depends on which thought, drugs you like doing. If you're if you're all hopped up on a bunch of blow, probably not. If you like taking like some mushrooms, you're gonna want to watch Mulholland Drive.
2: I'm still surprised you didn't have Gravity on here, considering its technical achievements might be some of the most impressive filmmaking ever.
1: It is, but I felt like there's just uh, there's really no story to it. Like if you want to talk really? about if you want to talk about
0: it's like, one of the worst movies of all time. No, see, oh, you no, know, hold on.
1: If you're gonna say that Avatar is an achievement for like what it did for like the technical ability of film, uh, Gravity is like leaps and bounds above that
0: gravity the uh, you could have got a a chimpanzee to write the fucking story on that like that movie was horrific horrific so it and avatar had that in common (laughs) i mean i wouldn't compare it to avatar because avatar i saw what fucking six years seven years earlier and it was kind of like oh wow this is cool they're doing shit that i haven't seen this is kind of like a cartoon and real life and all like it was kind of merging worlds and stuff and i thought that gravity is just like dude you got six seven you better destroy avatar if you're doing that like Gravity was just a fucking snorefest from start to finish. It was cool, graphically it was cool, but I mean, fuck, there was the dialogue was dog shit. Yes, and so was Avatar. Like, so I, I don't get what you're different True, but was. Avatar was first. Avatar, that's why I said you got to give credit to kind of kind of being that outrageous kind of kind of uh, visually stimulating yeah, show but, but, before. But, but but it's not visually like, it's visually stimulating the fact that hey,
1: James Cameron came up with this 3D idea with like, hey, I can make computer effects that make like Fake, and it was fake, fucking cool. Fake spaceships look kind of real. At least with gravity, like they're in outer space. It looks like they're in fucking outer space. Like that's, I mean, I know you think the, the earth is flat and outer space doesn't exist, but you know, for the rest of us. But, you know,
0: James Cameron. It's one of the few conspiracies I don't think. James one Cameron
2: went to the Titanic, okay? So he's like a method director.
0: <laughs> method director. I, 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 can't, I
2: can't stand James Cameron. I'm sorry, I just can't. I will never see another one of his movies, ever. I won't give him a dime.
1: I can't believe you know like True Lies. That blows my mind. No, that, I, that, I, that's another movie that you just fucking turn it on and enjoy. <laughs> it, it,
2: I'm biased because I despise Jim Cameron so much. I'm sorry, I, I can't get over it.
0: You guys saw Schwarzenegger get drop kicked the other day?
2: I did. I, I read about it. Since yeah. we're
0: on the True Lies topic, yeah. The uh, the unfortunate thing for Schwarzenegger was he actually got drop kicked. I th- where was he? Africa or something? I don't remember where it was. He okay, was in South Africa. But, uh, yeah, some dude just ran up from behind him and drop kicked him as he was taking a picture I was with some lady. He still
2: doesn't have a security detail. I oh, was, uh, dude, Walmart you got to fire is.
0: everyone there. Like Walmart there was a couple meetings. They have security detail. No, there was. There just wasn't. They weren't good at their job. Like there was a bunch of guys there who were dressed like regular people. But the funny thing is, if you see, it looks like he got his ass kicked when you see it from the one angle facing Schwarzenegger. When there's another camera view from behind him, bro, he didn't move an inch. The dude drop kicked him. He went up half a step and then turned around like a fly just hit him. So all of you out there bashing Schwarzenegger saying he got his ass kicked. First of all, it was a cheap shot second of all he didn't budge go find the other camera angle so uh, how, props to I mean, props to the fucking schwartz
1: he's also fucking 71 years old that's what i'm saying
0: <laughs> like people are like oh schwarzenegger got fucked up like he's 71 and he got hit from behind like why are you trolling him like i hit you from fucking behind i'll kick your ass and a tire iron got hit from me from behind and yeah. that fucking hurt
1: 71 year old who got assaulted without looking he's, he's, he's yeah a, he's a pussy though
0: and the funniest thing, he didn't move. Like when you watch the other angle, he literally went up a quarter of a step and turned around like a fly hit him.
1: Uh, final thing about these movies, I don't know if you've seen it, but people kept mentioning this movie in my, uh, in my comments. And this was not intentionally left off the list, but Drive is one of the worst fucking movies ever made. It's horrible. It has a great three minutes at the beginning, and that's all that happens in the movie.
0: I was going to say the beginning of that movie is very good.
1: The beginning's great, and then that's it. Nothing happens.
0: I'm kind of with you. They could. I mean, I. I they,
1: they didn't even need to hire Ryan Gosling. What's funny they could, is they could I have actually, had a Ryan Gosling cardboard cutout be in that movie.
0: I'm actually a f- big fan of Ryan Gosling, considering that I'm an extreme alpha male. Um, it doesn't actually sound actually like, like with, Ryan these, with, the, with these takes. It doesn't sound like it. Well, some, that's what I'm saying. Sometimes my movies tend to tend to kind of dribble over into the beta side. But uh, I'm actually a, I'm a big Ryan Gosling fan. Good to know. I, I actually didn't think The Notebook was terrible oh sounds like
1: you've been late a few times in the notebook
0: yeah a crazy stupid love i thought was fantastic See, for a dumbed down movie dumbed down I mean,
2: doesn't everyone love the ides of march that's such a relatable and well-told story
0: the nice guys was interesting i <laughs> love the- the- I, the- I, I love, love- tim you know, hates you know, i love know. the well, nice
2: guys we're not going down this road i'm not talking about that movie Let's just move on. That movie is He's gorgeous. been in a
0: lot of good or decent movies. You know, Ryan Gosling. Remember, remember the Titans was good. Fracture Long was line, interesting. Was
1: Fra- Fracture was not good. I love the other guys. I I just love Russell Crowe so much. The like, Big
0: short was great.
1: Like I left and... off. I left off a uh, master and commander and gladiator. I left off the list like gladiator. If we're going to have a discussion about like, again, like a nitpicking movies, go ahead off. Just, just the people in gladiator wearing like jeans <laughs>
2: Yeah. Now, Gladiator's, <laughs> fun. Gladiator's fun, but yeah. it's not great.
1: Okay. Gla- it's good. Gladiator's good. It's another one of those movies. it on, it's like you're hungover, it's eleven AM on a Saturday. Check on fucking Gladiator and sit back and enjoy mm. yourself.
0: Gladiator's kind of did kind Gladiator's kinda like Facebook to Braveheart's MySpace. That's the way I look at it.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I can kind of get that. Tim's a big MySpace guy though. He's very upset when it shut down like
0: Well that's what I'm together. saying. Like you can you can argue that like without Braveheart, Gladiator, you know, Gladiator basically bit off Braveheart. it It did but but braveheart was
1: first and it was better
0: right i i I think myspace was better than facebook i think facebook's a shit job i preferred myspace i'm gonna tin on that tim on that i mean i I actually think ridley scott does a
2: better job than mel gibson and just about everything he does so i actually prefer gladiator to braveheart
0: really okay so i'm with pat so let's
2: no other reason that i think joaquin phoenix's villain is a, a believable villain whereas Longshanks in uh as with most Mel Gibson stuff, he just makes the British look terrible. So Longshanks <laughs> in, uh, in uh, Braveheart is just completely a caricature and an unbelievable villain, defenestrating people, and just—I I, don't—I don't buy him. Whereas I think Joaquin Phoenix as uh, Commodus is like one of the better. He villain- did
0: crush that role. He crushed that. All time.
2: Both great movies. So, see, it, see,
1: see, there you go. If you take the British out of Apocalypto, boom—you have a great movie.
2: <laughs> That's right. There's no one for Mel Gibson to bash in apocalypto so uh you know it doesn't play to his various prejudices
1: i would say like, <laughs> like other like is when people start commenting about like what are the best movies like people are giving out like their favorite movies and i don't know like if we're talking about like it because the question was what is the best of the millennium there may be just like random movies that you like like i was thinking about like black hawk down black hawk down is an awesome movie it's nowhere near one of the best movies of the millennium do you know what i'm saying no my goodness no but it's a great no, movie not even close but like it's a movie you throw on it's a great war movie and that, uh, that, has, a a, I, I, that has a
0: very a good that has a
1: sneaky star-studded cast too like a before like it started like josh hartnett's big in it but you have like ewan mcgregor tom sizemore eric Bana, william fincher's in it sam shepherd's in it like you go down that list and it's just a lot of people that became bigger than they were at the time too and you hadn't really seen a movie like that until it came out
0: i was just floored and looking back at it at that- how many amazing movies came out from like 98 to 2001 like in that one period compared to how many movies have come out in the last five ten years and you said it's probably tv it's and TV. stuff like that but T-
1: tv has taken away all the good but wow
0: i mean it's just there's just fucking nothing now compared to what i mean we had matrix lebowski fight club american beauty memento gladiator mulholland requiem shrek lord of the rings uh american psycho six cents saving private ryan like all these were out in like a two-year period yeah like I, that's that's but, insane. Well, the the big thing
1: to look at it too is one of the main reasons that a lot of these movies went away is because they don't make movies for that amount of money anymore. Like you don't see the forty million to sixty million dollar movie, and a lot of those movies are that movie. So either those movies are like Netflix shows now or HBO shows, or you get a movie that costs twenty thousand dollars to make or three hundred billion dollars to make. Like there's no in between movie anymore.
0: We lost all of, a, we,
1: we lost all of that to TV.
0: Do you now. think? Do you think it's partially? because uh, I see it a little bit chicken and the egg, right? Like, is it because a lot of shitty movies coming out were coming out in like the mid-2000s that caused everyone to go to TV? Or is it be- or is it the other way around where everyone went to TV and that's why shitty movies started
1: coming no, out? No, it, it started like that because the creative control that you got to, like, to lure people to TV in the first place is not the same way that you would work through the studio system. So like there are certain directors that get carte blanche to do what they want, but there are very few. Like P.T. Anderson and Wes Anderson are two that can make whatever fucking movie they want because that's part of the deal with them signing up. They get Final Cut. They're going to write it. They're going to direct it. They're going to cast it. It's going to be their vision. Most people have to work underneath the studio system, especially now because these movies make so much money. Like the Marvel movies, like, you can be fired at a moment's notice if you don't do or if you don't even, they don't even like what you're doing at the studio, you will be replaced because the investment is so large. To lure like, the auteurs and the people who make really good movies over to the TV side. And like streaming TV, what I'm talking about, they're not making like two and a half men. But like even getting David Fincher over on Netflix to make like Mastermind, it's like, hey, you can do the first two episodes of this. And he did the first two episodes of House of Cards, too. Like We have this cool story. You can shape this show. It's kind of what
0: changed the game. Yeah. A-
1: any way that you want, and you'll get paid millions for it. And you can do whatever you want. And then you can just leave whenever you want to. No big deal.
0: <laughs> it was taboo for a while too, for any actors to do TV. That was another part of the problem. And that's gone. Uh, all right, let's, let's wrap up the movie talk with our number one answer. You have to give your number one answer. I know there's a million. We've been tap dancing around it. Gun to your head. Number one best movie from 2000 on.
1: There will be blood, not close.
0: Well, it is close. No country for old men, but it is close. I will right, we'll jump ship and go social network i'm gonna go a little little more lay than you two there so we can get all three so if you haven't seen any of those three movies make sure less. you go see it <laughs> <laughs> we're giving up the
1: hot pick the sleeper picks on the uh the no yeah, mercy Pat really Pat experience crossover
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right patty any final words brother
1: no i would just like to thank tim and august
0: tim and august
2: That is not my name, but it was a pleasure to participate in this conversation, Jets. I actually had a lot of fun.
0: Uh, that was this was a good time. So follow Pat on Twitter at the PME. Follow Tim. Anderson on Twitter at Tim Anderson eighty seven. Not a real. Have, is is there a, a Tim Anderson troll account?
1: No, there's a Tim Andercus verified real account. The other one you they talked are about not is not verified.
0: None account. of them are verified. <laughs> I, should,
1: I
2: should be verified. This so, is why I should be verified. So the because ve- there are a million troll accounts of me. And for people to know the real account of me, I should be verified. Yeah, but you can't run the other ones if you want to be verified on your own. That's the problem. <laughs> Don't run any other accounts. This is all just a, a, a drive-by
1: smear of me. So, oh, <laughs> Tommy, we... Uh, we, uh, we my, one of my friends and I one day took the other Tim Andercust account and we photoshopped a blue checkmark onto a screenshot of it <laughs> and sent it to Tim and said that that account got verified and boy was he triggered. Did he go fucking crazy? And we told him that he couldn't see it because the account was actually him and then he was all freaking out.
2: <laughs> I was texting Gary and asking him to look for me.
0: Oh, God. Well, let's see if we can get Tim Anderson. 87 up to uh what's your next goal? I know you have little follower goals here Tim. 10, Is it 7300? Is it 8000? I think you're I, you're a little I, far off from 10k to make that the next goal. Yeah, and right? that
2: honestly whatever at this point whatever happens happens. 8 would be nice, 10 would be nice. But I would trade it all for a blue check mark.
1: I can't believe MLB model has more followers than Tim. I'm not, listen, I love MLB models much as a, much as the next person, but he does not He does not bring the heat on Twitter like Tim does. It is
0: shocking. It is, it is absolutely shocking. So, Tim, would you rather have 10 followers and a blue check mark or 20,000 followers and no check mark?
2: Oh, I want the blue check mark. Although, unfortunately, people won't be able to see things. You wouldn't like, have anyone to talk to. You won't though. see my banana rankings, for example, if I only had oh my God. 10 followers. That's true.
0: Well, you need Pat. You need you need to pay get Pat on the payroll to retweet all your stuff to That's then true. accelerate it. But Tim Anderson eighty seven on Twitter at the PME on Twitter. I am at Tommy G on Twitter. Guys, thank you for coming on. Lot of fun. Check out the Pat Mayo experience on iTunes, all over social media. Go to Pat's Twitter. You'll see links for fucking YouTube videos. You name it, you got it. Subscribe, download, review. Check out the No Mercy podcast on iTunes. iTunes, subscribe, download, review, and then you can check out Elite Fantasy. You could find Pat on DraftKings, and you could find Tim just saying weird shit all over Twitter. So for Tim and Pat, I am Tommy G. Good luck. Stay cashing, motherfuckers. Mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. Oh!
1: Ain't no mercy